What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar brought to you by the beer of summer. It's smooth, it's easy drinking, it's a session beer, perfect for the warm weather where you sit back on the weekend, you've got the cricket on, you've got the boxing on, whatever you got on. It's a beautiful beer. These are 12 stores we've got in the spotlight. We've got Kunambul Bottle Shop. We've got Norfolk Island Bond and RSL. Liquor Emporium, Marrickville Metro. Steve's Liquor, all stores in Victoria. Hidden Valley Talent Tavern, uh, Hidden Valley Tavern, Northern Territory. We've got Camperdown Cellars, Darlinghurst. Louis Liquor Barn, Cairns. Duke of Edinburgh, Walkinson. Castaway Cellars, Rainbow Beach. Westbrook Tavern, Toowoomba. Saltwater Creek Tavern, Helensvale. Superbarn Express, Red Hill ACT. Today on the show, I've got the great rugby league guru. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at rugby league guru, also on Facebook. Plus, subscribe to his podcast and all the good podcasting apps. Uh, great chat with Rugby League Guru. We talk about what your club needs for Christmas. So sit back, enjoy the show. Let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by the best beer, the beer of summer. Make sure to go down to your local, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. It is smooth and easy drinking session beer, so you can sit back on the couch, enjoy the, the cricket, the UFC, the boxing. I've got to say, this summer of sport, this summer of sport, I'll, I'll, I'll throw to you now, Guru. I've got the great Guru here with me. Summer of sport's been pretty good. Mate, I'm loving having the cricket back. How Absolutely good is it? loving it. Yeah. Uh, the Hello Sport boys definitely helped out with my love for it, mm. but... Uh, Cold blokes, cricket, you're flying during You summer. are absolutely flying. Uh, actually, before I forget, um, Wednesday's episode will not be. It will not be because I'll be up in Queensland seeing my family. It's Christmas time and the Hello Sport boys will be also seeing their family. Uh, despite what you may think, uh, we have families and we came from a human being. So we have to see them. Um, so apologies for that. But you will get the Brian Toto interview on Wednesday, and next Monday, most likely, we'll do another episode like this, uh, most likely. Then the Wednesday after that, no episode again, uh, because we'll be away again. But then the following week, the boys are back in town, Hello Sport are back, and myself will be back. So um, I'll keep you up to date, though. Next Monday, we'll most likely be on, but I'll, I'll keep you up to date with that. If it isn't, though, just know it's because we're in Queensland, or well, I'm in Queensland. What, are you going away, Guru? No, I'll be around. You'll be around. Oh, you're from Sydney, though. Yeah, I live here. So Yeah, well, I'm from Queensland. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'll keep you updated. So this Wednesday, no show with me and Hello Sport. Uh, next Wednesday, no show with me and Hello Sport. But we are all back from uh, seeing our families the following Wednesday, ready to go. But speaking of Christmas, Guru, I thought, what a good segment to do. What does your team want for Christmas? And I thought, the best man asked this. He's in the depths of rugby league. Is the great guru. So we're going to go through each side and basically talk about, and even Maddie. Maddie, you can say what your team wants for Christmas as well. Um, we're going to say, what does, what does each team need for Christmas to go to that next level? Or not even to go to that next level, just to, uh, I guess, improve, to to take a step towards the next step because obviously there are some teams that need a few steps to get where they mm. need to go. Um, but anyway, we'll start at the top. Brizzy Broncos, Guru, what do you reckon they need for Chrissy? Mate, I think they've recruited so well. I love Kurt Capewell walking into this system. I know everyone's talking about Reynolds and rightly so, but I love Capewell. I reckon he's criminally underrated. Absolutely agree. I mean, there's so many high-end second rowers with tackle break, offload ability. Capewell's just reliable as all hell. Yep. So very excited for him. If I had a Christmas wish for Brisbane... I think it'll be Katoni Staggs play 20-plus games. Yep. I think if Staggs can be there, 
20 plus games as I said um, I, I think this team plays finals footy um, I think they've just got to let Payne Haas play rugby league too mm. we've spoken about it previously um, don't outthink the room with him but if, if Stag stays on the field that's the thing you get Stags back you get Carrigan back you're getting too representative yep. as much as you know they haven't played a heap of rep games or Stags hasn't at all yet they're yeah. at that level, though. They're oh, at that mate. level. Well yeah. and truly. Mm. I, I reckon Adam Reynolds would be so excited knowing that he's going to have Staggs outside him. Yeah. Could be anything. So, yeah, I think Staggs playing a lot of games, that would be the big thing for me. I, I've, I've seen a couple of tapes and whatnot. Uh, it looks like, from training, Selwyn Cobbo is going to be outside Staggs. So. Okay, they're putting him on the wing. No, uh, from, from what I've seen. Who are they putting at fullback training? I think Tessie New. Okay, interesting. So they're going to maybe slow Selwyn's development a little. Not slow his development, just be a bit safer with his development. I think so. And I, I don't mind that, to yeah, be honest I, with I you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but that could be the most potent edge in rugby league. Literally. And that's not even hyperbolic. Katoni Staggs, Selwyn Cobbo, who is just an absolute superstar. Seeing what he did in Queensland Cup in that grand final, yes, he made an error or two, but we spo- like, we've spoken about it before. It's like these young players impacting games it is so much harder than it looks they make it look easy they make it look like oh yeah he's a star of the future of course he's supposed to impact games but even some of the stars of the future some of the greatest of all time took a few years before they were truly going into a game taking it by the scruff of the neck and doing something about it i think the other thing with Cobo, you got to remember is that last year he was in the first grade system he didn't really have the opportunity to go back and play reserve grade mm. as well which is what I, I think that's how they would have dealt with him realistically yeah. he's sort of just been thrown in the deep end and whilst he hasn't absolutely brained it you can just see the the the, the physicality in his game like he's well and truly able to handle himself with huge upside so yeah i'm so excited about that right edge for brisbane oh absolutely selwyn Cobo for me is one of definitely one of the players to watch next year and I don't think I think he won't qualify for rookie of the year because he's played more than four games. Maybe, so, yeah. maybe. Can you check that, Matt? Um, now I agree with you. Broncos sneeze stags to play twenty games or more. Um, squeeze in eighteen. Eighteen could get me there. Anything under that, you, I just think they need him there to get those points. Do you agree with Kevin Walter's statement last year that if Stag plays most of the games, they make the eight? Because it's it, a lot of people fucking were like, what? But then when oh, you, I don't think it's outrageous. It's, you know what? When you first hear it, you're like, come on, mate, come on. But, but when you watch him and you watch the impact he has on that team, like I think he came back last year, the game against the Sharks. Yeah. And, mate, the entire, it didn't matter what they did on the first three tackles. They would just throw the ball to right centre and he would just make yeah. something out of nothing. He He's an incredible footballer, Stag. Yeah. I, I think he's so underrated mm. still. Um, I. Yeah, I know New South Wales has so many centres, but if he puts together a whole game, a whole season, I give him a real shot. Yeah, it's, I mean, when he got to arguably Tommy and Latrell sitting there. But you could you could shove 14. him on a wing, you could 14. Yeah, I just, mate, fuck, to, if, you, if you were desperate, you threw him in the back row coming off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. And he, I reckon he'd kill it. Terrorise. Yeah. Absolutely terrorise. And just back to that statement with Kevy Walters, not only, like, yes, it sounded outrageous when you look at the amount of games they won, but... When you put it into the context of the year last year and how poor that bottom eight was, mm-hmm. not 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 having a crack at the bottom eight, but I'm talking about wins and losses because wasn't eighth had more losses than wins, didn't they? Uh, eighth finished what? with a record of 10 and 14. Yeah. So they lost four more games than they won. Which is crazy. So, you know, that puts, when you put that into perspective, you could, you could argue, now any other year you'd go, no, nah, no way. The, the Broncos are not going to make the, oh, wouldn't have made the eight. 
but in the year that was, it was so bizarre. I, I actually think that it's – I don't – I'm not sure if he, they would have made the eight, but I don't think it's as outrageous as some people made it when it did happen because I'm, I'm sure you got comments as well going, oh, that's a joke, rah, rah. But when you actually sit down and look at the, the games that they lost by, you know, four points, six points, um, it's not as outrageous. Would they have made it? I don't know. I'm not saying they would have made the eight, but I agree with the sentiment that Tony Staggs is such a big part of their game. On the flip side of that, the concern is with Tony Staggs is hopefully he doesn't have a year, another year of injuries because then we start going, uh-oh, do we have this absolute thoroughbred of a human that just struggles with too many injuries? The thing that filled me with a little bit of confidence when I saw he was going to have a boxing bout, I just went, why? Please don't do that. He's pulled out of that, which has <laughs> yeah. filled me with a little bit of confidence. Um, but, yeah, Brisbane's going to be an interesting side next year. Who, who, who's your 5'8"? Who's going to partner Reynolds? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I was watching them train the other day. It's taken me by surprise who seemed... Who, 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 well, it looks like Walters, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like... Yeah. Um, I almost said Kevin Walters there. Obviously, he's young bloke. Yeah, yeah Billy Walters. It, it surprised me too when I heard that coming out of Brisbane that he was potentially the front runner. Yeah, it's an interesting one because the elephant in the room, obviously, is that's his son. And he's come there for the first year. And regardless of whether he is the best player for the role or he isn't the best player for the role, people will say yeah. he got the jump because he's his son. Look at Tyson Gamble, who worked his ring off last year and played really well. Albert Kelly also has some really good games. So I don't know what the right answer is. I think I honestly don't know what the right answer is. Do you, do you put Walters in reserve grade just to just to make sure you don't have those questions. You know what I mean? Do you say, look, you may be the best person for six, but we're going to start you in Q Cup so that no one can say you didn't earn that six, Joes? Do, do you think they oh, go down that route? That's the avenue I'd be going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, with all due respect to Billy Walters, I also don't think he is a braining it big enough talent mm. to be an I, – I, I thought the other two guys did a really good job last year. Yeah. I love Albert Kelly. He's a, a little bit older, but I, I, I like him. I think Tyson Gamble, if you're not going to play him at six, you've got to find a spot for him somewhere. He's, he's, he's a competitor. So important in the squad. Yeah, so you need important. you – I don't know if they play him at 13, 14. I don't know, but I, I want him in my team somewhere, Gamble. Mm. Yeah, oh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Maybe at a, a 14 and cover yeah. the half, draw can cover 13. Um, and just, just to be really, really clear with the Billy Walt situation, we're not saying that he isn't the best for the role. Yeah. We're just talking about the optics of it. We're just talking about managing the articles that come out, managing the expectations from fans. Um, Especially coming off an injury plague season from him at a different club. Exactly. It's, it's not yeah, like the optics aren't great. They, they're not great, even though that's unfair because if he is yep, the best player the best man, he so should be, be there yeah. um it's just about how it looks uh sometimes the truth doesn't matter it's what it looks like it, yeah the truth is um and so i would probably if i had to i would probably go it's for me personally and billy walters if he's training the house down and he earns that spot he earns that spot i just haven't seen um him training at, i haven't seen any of the boys training it's a toss-up between Albert Kelly and Tyson Gamble because Albert Kelly, I feel like, has a little bit more flair than Tyson Gamble. But Tyson Gamble, as you said, brings those things that you can't really measure, that competitiveness. There's no denying that when he got brought into that side, although he wasn't the most talented half you've ever seen, that's not sit here saying he's not good because I think he is good and I think he really improved towards the end of the year. But there was a lift in kind of the attitude that we needed. We just needed someone to go in there and just be competitive. He's got ticker. He's got a lot of ticker. So. Yeah. Uh, going to be very interesting. Now, what do I think Broncos need for the new year? I, I agree with you. They, they definitely need Stags playing 18 or 20 uh, NRL games. I would just say, and this is a bit of a vague one, but 
just identity. Mm. After 12 months, I want to see the new Broncos. I want to know what we play like. I want to know what we stand for as a club. I want to know what, you know, when we, when we get on that, like the dogs, for example, they've struggled for so long, but at the very least, you can't say they don't have a red hot crack. Um, and so with the Broncos, I felt like at the end of the year, they were really becoming the kind of like underdog side that was having cracks against the big dogs. I want to see more of that. So by the end of the 12 months, I just want identity and direction. I don't expect finals, identity and direction. I would assume when you made your debut for the Broncos, your mindset was if we don't win a premiership, it's a failure this year. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think the kids are – I don't think the guys – I shouldn't say kids. The guys coming through are under that same sort of expectation anymore. No, no, absolutely which not. sounds ridiculous, but the Broncos were like that for 20 years. Oh, it was literally top four more. finish yep. and a premiership. That was it. Top four finish and a premiership. Anything less was a failure. Um, and so, look, things change. You can't, uh, you know, look at the team I was lucky to be in. So that's not me. That's them. That's, I'm just, I was but just But that's lucky also to be there. part of their identity that the best players always wanted to be in Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely. I think Reynolds and Kate will have a really big influence on that. I yep. think Hash is going to be really good going forward. Um, so identity. And I think that Reynolds and um, Kate Wall can build that and Hass as well. I think that they're really your three senior players when I look at that team now. I think um, Hass, Reynolds, um, Kate, well, maybe Carrigan um, and Turpin to a degree. So, yeah, let's fingers crossed. Now, I have a question. Oh. Is Kate well going to be on the right side? I'm not sure. Because oh, Reynolds, Kate, well, Stags and Selwyn Cobo has the potential to be one of the most it's unreal, deadly it? sides in the comp. It's a, it's a really good side. Yeah. I, just, I just wonder if you, if you do that, it's very, he like you're heavily, mm. like then you basically, not that you don't have to worry about the other side because you've got like guys like Jordan Riki that are gun. But do you, is that too loaded? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Is, could it be defended because it's so loaded? Well, that's the other thing as well. Alex Glenn's gone too. So there is a spot on that left side. So yep. do you leave Ricky on the right? Do you play Capewell out there? You've got TC Rabardi there, who I think is pretty handy yep, as well. Yep, so really that's the other beauty of this side that the halfback's locked in, the hooker's locked in. There's competition for fullback, 5'8", both edge back rowers. That's what you want. You yep. want guys fighting for those spots like absolutely as much as we don't know who's going to play six i think it's unreal that there's a six jersey being thrown in the middle of three blokes yeah and it's an opportunity to play with one of the best sevens in the game and you've got to fight it out mate how strange is it going to be seeing Renault run out with a broncos jersey <laughs> for the first time um, it's weird seeing him at training yeah it's uh it's good though there's definitely more of a buzz around the john i think that getting ben Eichen in there to just take some pressure off uh walters was a yeah. really good idea really good idea so um yeah, look, if I was making the selection decision, my only concern with putting them all on that right side is are you putting too much experience and and that could be used elsewhere uh, all on one side? So, so the other side, let's say it's Gamble, Ricky, Farnworth, uh, Farnworth and... It looks like Oates will be on that left side Oates. by training, yeah. The, the really, the only real experienced guy there is Oates mm. and he's on the sting and, you know, like they can't really affect the... So I worry, does that unbalance the yeah. team too much? Do you put Capewell over there to protect and, and, and be the leader of that edge? Do you, do you see Reynolds playing right or do you – I sort of see him – Floating between? Yeah, I, I, I – I'm just thinking defence. Defensively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Because, like, you need an old head in, in defence to, to do the right things, especially mm. at that, that key position of a wide running forward. But, uh, again, I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation. Um, the Bulldogs, what do you reckon? What do they need for Chrissy? Mate, I, I don't know whether to be excited or nervous about Canterbury. I, know, I, I keep I keep looking at all these training images and seeing guys there and go, oh fuck, I forgot he was there. He's a weapon too. Yeah. Um, it's got to be halfback. 
that's got to be they. I know the. I think Santa might have to bring a few halfbacks to Christmas this year. But for me, I still don't know who the seven's going to be. L- looking at their training images, it looks like Avarillo. They're sticking with it, aren't they? <laughs> and I just don't think he's a seven. I think he's an unreal footballer. Hundred percent, but he's not a seven. And there's nothing wrong with not being a seven. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to be really clear. Avarillo is one of the best young players coming up in the whole comp. I've got a lot of raps on Avarillo, and and I think you've said you do yep. as well. Um, but I agree. Like, is he a seven? I, I just don't know. Like, if they, you know what? If they can turn him into one, he'll be incredible because he's got a good ball runner. He's aggressive. He's big. He can tackle. Um, but you're right. I, I, I'm with you on it. I think the the, the Bulldogs, for Chrissy, need to find a solid seven and just stick with it. And if he does turn into a great seven, fantastic. But based on what I saw last year. I'm not quite seeing it. It might be different when he's got a different squad around him. Yep. Uh, but especially, I just when you're bringing in a guy like Matt Burton, you just want to have that seven jersey sorted. Oh, I think. That's and why I, just I thought don't. Flanagan. I thought the build was Flanagan for a year into Burton. And we've seen Flano with good players around him. He's solid. He can handle himself. Yeah. Well and truly, we've seen him with in a shit fight and it doesn't go well. Mm. But it wasn't going well for anyone on that field. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I'd like to see Flano. Given another go, personally, uh, but it's it's a bit of a strange one that I don't understand. This is what I don't I don't quite get how they're building this team. Oh, yeah. th- thank God they, they they've gone and got Reed. I absolutely love that for next That's year. A great. They sign. needed a seven or a nine. Personally, I would have rathered gun seven over a gun nine mm. in this team. But yeah, I yeah, I don't know. They're they're just they're investing so much money into gun centers, gun second rowers. I don't. I think they're the icing on the cake nowadays. I don't think they're the cake, and I don't know Canterbury. They're just they're just lacking a little bit of direction there for me. Yeah, that they the planning seems to be out. And again, obviously that's coming from a person that doesn't have the plan. There's clearly a plan there. Um, but when you're looking at okay, what would be the per, like take aside form and how they played or whatever, you'd think on paper if you're writing the plan down, it would be we've signed Flanagan. Let's put him in seven because we know he can play at least at an elite level when he was with the Roosters. And then we bring Burton in, and it's Burton and Flanagan. Um, but it doesn't seem to have worked out that way. And there, there must be reasons for it. I, I don't know what the reasons are. Um, but I, I just think that the Bulldogs, if they need a seven as a present, if they need Father Christmas to sit him down and have a chat to him, I think it would be, let's not get ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. here. Yes, we had good signings, but we could be, this could be a bang or bust. Well, truly. This isn't a fix. This isn't going to automatically fix the situation because you've brought in great talent. Yeah. It could be a situation where they're six weeks in and they're still struggling to get wins together, and it's not actually a personnel thing. It's a it's a culture thing, or it's a it's a tactics thing, or whatever. So I would be you know making sure that everyone's aware. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's realise that we have to go through the grind. We haven't really earned anything yet. Yes, we've signed great players, but as a team in that jersey, none of them have played before. We don't know how they're going to go. And I think that's the other thing I'd say, another little Christmas wish list, they want to start well. Oh, yeah. If they're 0-4, they're in some Barney. Yeah. And I mean, with all due respect to Trent Barrett, he has shown that if things aren't going well, he'll flip the narrative, he'll swap, you know, he'll move guys around. And I just think that he needs to pick his 17. Whether it's Avarillo, as much as I don't think it should be Avarillo, if it is him, you tell him it's your jersey till origin. I don't care what happens. Yep. It's your jersey till then, and then maybe we can start to move around if we need to. But, yeah, they, they need to start well or... I'd be picking and sticking chaos. too. I'd yeah. be picking and sticking. Um, if you pick and stick and it's a train wreck, it won't be as much of a train wreck as it was last year anyway. Yeah. Like, just... 
stick with what. it, see what happens. The problem as well the Bulldogs face now is that if they go on a losing streak, they now have stars to deal with their anger in the sense that last year, because they're not a team full of stars and, and it's no knock on them, they're fucking better than me. Uh, it's more just, you know, from an outside looking in thing. Uh, very easy to, to manage that because all of them are like, look, okay, we're not playing that well, but I don't have any... Um, who, who am I to say, you know, this isn't good enough or that is good enough? The issues with the Bulldogs now is they have big stars that are going to start going, hang on a sec, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. I've, you know, for example, like, do you think Ado Carr is going to sit there if he sees something that isn't right and not say something? You want him to say something because he's been there and done it and won premierships. So it's and, – and this isn't this, – please don't conflate this with – Adokar has an ego or anyone has an ego. It, it's more along the lines of you want your origin rep players stay, saying something. You want them stepping up and going, this is what we do to win. Get on me back, boys. Um, do you think that could be an issue if they do begin no, to lose? For sure, mate. And I, I think also you've got these, you know, a Josh Adokar. I mean, I personally, I don't think he'll fall out of favour. But if we get to origin and Canterbury's going like a busted and he misses out on a Blues oh. jersey, which... I mean, it's happened before to guys. Um, I remember Nick Kotrick was playing for the Kangaroos. We got to Origin the year after he was at Canterbury and we didn't even fire a shot. We didn't even really consider him. Um, I don't think that'll happen to Josh Adekar. I think he's done enough, but yeah, there's, they need a good start. I keep coming back to it, but they, they, they need a good start or it yep. could just be an absolute shit fight. Just yep. on the start, they play the Cowboys and the Broncos in the first two rounds, which are quite winnable, but then in the next six weeks, they verse the top five from last year. Oh. Good God. That Brisbane won't be an easy game for them. I back them to beat the Cowboys, but if there's one week I don't want to play the Cowboys, it's when they're fresh and yep. it's not, yeah. I think Broncos, and obviously I'm biased, but I don't think they've got the same image they had at the start of last year. I think there are a lot of teams now looking at that Broncos side going, oh, this, isn't, this isn't a bunch of young boys that are going to melt under 20 minutes of pressure. Um, now, th- maybe they do. I don't know. But I think that they're, they're starting to move up into the territory of like, these guys can – because like, towards the end of the year, that were putting it to Penrith Panthers. Well and truly. Uh, without Luke Catewell, without uh, Reynolds – Without Stags, I think. Yeah, he only played four games of footy last year. Um, I think Brisbane, the top six teams, I, I don't think they'd be hugely concerned with them, but everyone else is going, yeah. shit, they, they, they could quite possibly play finals footy last yep. year if it works out for them. Um, so, yeah, Doggies got to get a good good start and um, hopefully hopefully Avrilo turns into the seven that, you know, uh, Barrett wants him to because, as I again, I think he's – I think he's, I think he's a great six, but obviously Burton's there, um, or even a fullback. But anyway, we'll see. Uh, now, Cowboys, what do they need for Christmas? Probably another halfback merry-go-round there uh, between wow. Dearden and Townsend. I don't. Uh, I love Chad, but God, I was disappointed with his footy at the Warriors. I, I mean, he did get injured the first game. Yeah, fair, fair. But I just even the organization it just didn't, it didn't look like the chad that i've been used to for a couple of years uh i and it, it looks like from what i've seen at training he'll be the starting seven looks like deedens running in the reserves um but yeah I, I just think you need you need one of the sevens to stand up and really own that footy side because I, I look at their squad i look at their best players i think Malolo's playing out of position i think hammer's playing out of position i think val could potentially be playing out of position like it's hard to fit all the good players they've got 
into their right positions and get the best. It's a, it's a really awkward little squad mm. for me when I look at it. Um, but I, I think the halfback jerseys, someone needs to grab it and own it. I think, like, Townsend can do that. Well and truly. He yeah. absolutely can. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you're right. He, he, his form absolutely did struggle. There, there's no denying that. Uh, to be fair, he was injured. Um, before he got injured, though, he, he was struggling form-wise uh, at the Sharks. So, big year for Townsend. Big Huge. year. Because, you know, we see, how often do we see players, if they have a poor last couple of years of their career, they only get remembered for those two years. Um, look at a guy like Darius Boyd, for example. Like... You know, he had an incredible career, an incredible career. And maybe I'm too close to home because I'm... No, you know, you're not. People forget he was the best fullback in the game at one point when Literally. Slater was playing. And then by the right. end of it, he got absolutely pizzled by the fans. Yep. Um, unfairly. Like, did the Broncos improve when he retired? No, they went worse. Yeah. They went worse. And, and you know what? Have they found a fullback that's done what Darius Boyd can do? Um, I'm, again, I'm not sitting here saying he played well. Like, he didn't play anywhere near as good as he could play, but he... People that were like blaming the whole thing on him. I think that we can now look back and go, hang on, there are a lot. Like we're fixed. It's a very internet narrative. Yeah, yeah. we fixed. The, we're they're fixing the problems, but they were much deeper than mm-hmm. a Darius Boyd form form drop. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Cowboys for me, man. I think that the Cowboys need to for Christmas need to get on the same page with the, the coach. It seems to me, and I don't know the ins and outs, and I'm not saying that the, the players aren't a fan of Peyton and the Panthers. I'm not saying that at all. It, what I'm saying is, is it seems that Peyton has a game plan in mind that the, the team doesn't seem to be executing mm. uh, because, you know, Peyton took a Warriors, you know, for a, a long, a great run, that, and he has a much better, well, not much better, arguably a better side on paper when it comes to the Cowboys. But to me, when I watch them, it looks like a team trying to throw off old tactics that they used to have under old coaches and then get with the new times. But there's certain decisions that Peyton's making that may be making it a bit more difficult, like, you know, Tamalolo, who is, they've built their whole game around him. Like, the Cowboys were built around Tamalolo. And for him to get changed and moved around, and I think it's just thrown them all out of whack because they've been so useful for so long. So I would say that Christmas present would be for the game plan and players to just align. Um, yeah. In defence of the Cowboys, I, I've been so disappointed with them over the last few years. But they came into last year expecting to get Michael Morgan back during the season. He's so top important. five halfback mm. in the game as soon as he comes back. Tamalolo, I think he broke three hands last year. Um, it, it wasn't ideal. Other teams had worse injury runs, like the Chooks. <clears throat> I understand that, but it hasn't been ideal for the Cowboys. So I'm hoping this year. Um, that with a full squad yeah. working out, you know, I, I I always harp on about it. People are probably sick of hearing about it, but I, I just think Tamalolo, he has to play in the front row. I think you've got to play Cotter at 13. Mm. He, he looks like the way forward to me. I absolutely love that bloke. So that's the thing. You look at this team and you're like, you've got nine or ten guys that can really play. Yeah. Like they are supremely talented individuals. Um, the, the forward pack worries me a little bit, looks a little bit light to me, especially on the edges. Mm. It's not much punch. Um, Hylam Lukey, I really like him. I think he's got a big future, but still very raw. Yeah. Very young. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them finishing higher than 12th. Yeah. For me, I think if they're 12th, they've probably done well, to be honest with you. I think as well, because they're in Townsville, they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yep. So when you actually look at the turmoil they've been through, they lost one of the greatest halves of all time. There's always going to be a hangover from the greatest half of all time. Um, 
and then the issue, you know, with Paul Green moving on, mm. and then you add on the injuries they had. Like, uh, for, for example, imagine the Roosters lost Trent Robinson as a coach. Now, again, I'm not saying that Paul Green and Trent Robinson, but I'm just saying the loss of a coach, it's going to take time. It, to, to, it, yeah. it absolutely matters, and it's Peyton's first year. Um, so you're totally right. In defence of the Cowboys, I feel like because they're not in the news cycle as much for, like, for example, Tamalolo broke his hand three times. They lost Michael Morgan. There's your two main guys, Gornskis, for the whole year pretty much. Um, or at least like Tamalolo, for example, even when he was playing, he's playing with a broken hand yeah. or a healing broken hand. Um, so in their, in their defence, like, that, that it wasn't the best year luck-wise. They got pretty unlucky. I think as well, the other thing that made it look worse is you let go of Jake Clifford, who was struggling, and he went to Newcastle and yeah. looked like he grew an extra leg. Like, well, even like, But even when they agreed to let go of him, then he went on and played some good games yeah. of footy, and it was like, oh, shit. Um, and so, yeah, luck-wise, it just didn't work for him, I don't think. Yeah. like They just had all – everything that could go wrong – not everything, but a lot of things that could go wrong did go wrong for him. Um, so hopefully they can get, all get on the same page going forward in the new year. I think they can. I think they've got a good roster that works hard. Lukey is fantastic. Uh, the Hammer is fantastic. Valentine Holmes, like, you know, if you take away the million dollars that he's actually not even on, um, he's still, like, he's... Where do you play him? Where do you play him? That's the toughest question. I, I still reckon he, he has a massive dig when he plays. He gets through a lot of work. He usually has high metres. I would probably play him on the wing. Yeah. Um, I just think that... He's such a good finisher. Him and Kyle Felt on each either wing, a, uh, an elite level finisher. He gets to get through his work, um, and then you develop uh, Hammer at the back there because he can be your, your fullback for the next ten years. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe I do. I do believe Holmes can make the transition. I, I like. I was of the mind that yes, he went away to NFL. I felt like he would be able to transition to a fullback. It's been a bit slower, but I, I think he's got the skill set to do it. It's just a matter of does he have the time to do it. And, I mean, when you're so good at being a winger, it's like AJ at South Sydney. You're so good at being a winger. Mm. And I, I think AJ's been through that the last few years. I think he's realised that yeah. he's a top five winger. Yeah. Like just, I, I, I just think with – but then I also look at the Cowboys and I'm like, you probably need a guy like Val at fullback, but I think he's better position. Yeah. Is, I mean, if one. you put Val in just about any other team, you're saying, oh, he's my first choice winger. Yeah. I don't think you really – Consider him as a fullback over other guys in the competition. It's just the situation. It's hard because, like, when he was at the Sharks that last year, he was so good at fullback. Yeah. So I thought, and you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought he would really. I thought he would transition. I thought it'd take a little bit, but he would make the transition. Like, like if if I could put anyone at fullback in that team, I think I'd probably go drink water. Drink water, but you good. don't have the guys in the halves to cover yeah. him not being yeah. in the halves. That's, yeah. It's a delicate little squad that they're only one or two injuries away in the spine from I think being. Yeah. So would you put Hammer at fullback? I think I would. I think I'd play him at fullback, but I'm so far from convinced on him as a fullback. Oh, yeah. Uh, only reason why I say fullback is because I feel like if he does reach his potential, he could mm. be an electric fullback. But you're, I do get concerned sometimes how young he still is, and it's such a pressure situation. That's not his fault. No, no way. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be in this. If the Cowboys yeah. were a little bit better built in the situation they're in, he sh- I don't think he should be considered the fullback, but he probably is their best option. Yeah, and and and, and he did when he played, he played pretty well there. Played pretty well there. But That's the whole thing. You throw Michael Morgan back into this team, you can throw a drinky back to fullback. Yeah. You can play, you can just find someone to plug in at six. It changes everything. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, hopefully they bounce back. Do like the Cowboys. Dragons, what do they need for Chrissy? 
Mate, I, I, I remember watching that Charity Shield with them last year and thinking they'll be lucky to finish 16th, this team. Like, <laughs> they just looked awful. And then, I'm sorry, if it wasn't for the barbecue, do they play finals footy? Mm. Like, I, 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 yeah, it's, it it's sounds tough. crazy, but they were playing great footy up until then. Then it all just went to shit. That probably highlights more underlining issues at the Dragons. Mm. Um, I, if I had to, if I, my, my one Christmas wish list for them would just be keep Ben Hunt on the field. Yeah. I think if Ben Hunt plays the entire season, probably Hunt and Jack DeBellin, if they both play the entire season, I think they can give a top eight finish a shake. I'm still not confident. Yeah. But Ben Ben Hunt's probably outside of Turbo. I'm not sure if there's an individual player that means much more to their team mm. than Ben Hunt, especially with these young guys coming through. Yeah. Uh, Hunt staying fit, he'd be my wish list, I think. Yeah, Hunt staying fit is fucking so important, so important. Um what would my Christmas be like? What, what do you first before I give my Christmas present? What are your thoughts on their recruitment? It's very strange, money, money, it's money esque yeah, 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 I think you said that a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it's. Um, I mean, I, I like all their signings. I don't love any of them, mm. to be honest with you. Um, I think Moses Sully, he could be anything. Um, I love the high end ability he's got. Uh, the Moses and buy one. I'm a little bit. 50-50 on I'm mm. sort of considering how many really good young guys you've got coming through to then throw in and buy into that situation I'm just not sure how that one plays yep. out um, I think they got Jack Goz from Manly I like him but I don't think he's exceptional I think Woodsy will be good for him yeah, I, th- I think he's really a good, good little get I mean he's not going to set the world alight but he's just going to do a job and be reliable mm. George Burgess I'm not huge on it but I think Tom Burgess has played the best footy yeah, ever he's been great. He's been unreal, and whether that's Wayne Bennett or the age Tom Burgess, I don't know. But I'm willing to give George a go. Hearing these rumours about his injuries, stuff is a bit of a worry. But um, yeah, I just I don't know with St George. I think if they all stay fit the entire year, mm. they can give it a shake. But I won't be putting any money on mm. him anywhere. My my Christmas present would be to see Zach Lomax blossom into the player that he should be. He should be a superstar. Yep. He should be one of the biggest names in the NRL. Uh, he is so fucking talented. He is so gifted. And some of the stuff he does for the Dragons that get kind of gets overlooked a little bit. And I don't know. It just When it comes to just hit like, the, you know, sometimes stars just hit and the fans just seem to notice everything they do and yep. every little play is, is – Zach Lomax, he's doing in and away flick passes, kicking goals from the sideline. And I don't know whether he's just a victim of the Dragons struggling. I think that's, yeah. Um, but he is truly origin level. Like, when, he pl- when he's playing his best footy, and he's obviously still got a few, few more years to get there. Do you see him as a centre long term? I, I do, I yeah. do. Where, where, do you, where do you think? Yeah, I, I think centre's his spot. Hopefully this Tyrell Sloan kicks on at fullback. I yeah. think that'd solve a lot of issues. Oh, massively. For they the need dra- to if, sort their fullback out. Yeah. If two of the three of Bud Sullivan, Amone and Sullivan, if just two out of those three kick on, uh, I think all three will because they all look very talented to me, but if two of those three kick on, it's a real game changer for the Dragons. And that's where if two or three of those kids turn into real stars, Mm. like you're getting huge value out of them as well. And and that's where all of a sudden the money ball thing makes a heap of sense if you get the best out of those young guys, which from what we've seen so far, it's hard to argue that they won't be successful. Um, yeah, I, I like that Andrew McCulloch's still on this side. I think yep. he just stabilised it a little bit. Do you, do you play Bud Sullivan at 14 off the bench? Or? It's tough. I, I, I don't know. I, I know he played a bit of nine. 
I just sometimes I don't like I, like it's good getting him getting in a row. Uh, I think we all agree he's not a nine. He's definitely not a nine. Yeah, yeah, he's not okay. big enough for a nine. Um, uh, and he's so skillful at seven. His mm. best asset is his attack. Yep. Um, and at nine, he's not really going to get the chance to do that. Uh, sometimes I worry like when you put players in these positions and, and they play like a nine or a forward, like it's kind of like unnecessary damage for me. Do you know yep. what I mean? It's unnecessary mileage on, on his body. Uh, and so the experience can be fantastic, but I don't know. I'm just trying to think, and I could be wrong and just misremembering. I'm trying to think when has it really ever benefited a seven or a six to be put in nine mm. and grinding through the middle like that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does. Um, but, you know, I think you've got Ben Hunt, you've got Amon, and you've got Sullivan. And they're your three options for the halves. Uh, who would you partner Ben Hunt with? Amon. Amon? Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying with Bud Sullivan. I also think, though, that if there's – I don't think there's ever been a better time to use a guy like that. Mm. Like, uh, like if you would have done this 10 years ago, that would have been an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, that would have been a nightmare 10 years ago or so. But for me, if you can play this guy in Jersey 14, he can play the last, you know, 30-odd minutes – of a game, uh, bring him in. Andrew, you know, Andrew McCulloch's a guy that can do eighty if he can do sixty, and then you can bring a moan in. Uh, sorry, then you can bring Bud Sullivan in. I think it can work. As we said before, he's not a nine. I think a moan has to be the six, but you also don't want to leave this guy out of the squad. I, I also find it strange that they brought him by and they're not going to use him. That is a strange one. My, my worry is that him by could stunt some growth somewhere else. Yeah. With all due respect to Moses and Bai. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, Moses, he, he must be, they must be planning to play in 14. I, 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 just, I, don't, I don't know why you'd bring him there if you're not going to use him. You're mm. not getting him for 200k. Like, yeah, I, I mean, how much do you reckon they got him for? Oh, honestly, it could be anywhere from 400 to 700, and I wouldn't be surprised. Surely not that high. Knowing the Dragons, though, God knows, mate. That's Surely not like, that I, high. I wouldn't, but it wouldn't. Would it really surprise you if they've paid overs to get and buy? I just, I, I don't know why they've got him in the first place. I mean, he my... is, if, if you got him for a good deal where, are the Tigers, was he contracted with the Tigers next year or no? I think so. So they might be discounted. That's probably one for Matt to have a look at. See, but... I, I reckon they've got him for like, you know, a good two, two 300k. Yeah. And he, he'd rather do that than go to Super League. And... He's a really good backup at six, or if, if Amon needs a little bit longer to develop, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Moses was granted an early release. He was what? He was granted an early release. Okay, so, that, so they're chipping in some of contract? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, we assume that. We, we assume, assume so. that. That helps the course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's good for, he's good for depth. He's good for a heap of things. Yeah. It's just not great. Yeah. At, especially when you look at the build of their squad, you probably don't need... A and buy. Mm. But what if Amon doesn't kick on the way you want him to? And you're sitting there going, fuck, we've got, like, then they've got no one else in that You've got Bud role. Sullivan, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, you haven't got a spot for Bud Sullivan at the moment. We're talking about playing him in a nine when we both agree he's not a nine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You've got a heap of centres there, too. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not picking a buy of a Maybe he's or, picked Embai as, like, a specialist 14. And then, and then just Bud Sullivan miss out on the and, same? Yeah, and Bud yeah. misses out and just has to keep developing. Or, yeah. he, or he battles it out with the moan for that six roll. 
But he's, it's interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do because you don't want to lose Amon. Well, that's the other thing. You don't Sullivan want to lose these guys. Pissing, yeah. pissing, like them getting pissed off. Because you've got a club starting up on the sunny Queensland. Yep. In it's eight linked months to everyone. after the season starts. Linked to everyone, everyone. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dragons, it would be, for my president, would be Zach Lomax fulfilling his incredible potential. Yours would be Ben Hunt's day's fit. Ben Hunt's fit, yeah. Uh, now, on to the Eels. Chrissy present for the Eels. It's got to be something around the rhetoric of just September football, just being able to take that next step. I I don't think there's anything wrong with their squad. I think losing Reed's going to really hurt. I think losing Papali'i is going to be tough. But I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you get that same level out of him long term. Like he he had a career high last year. Um, yeah, I just think it's something to do with them taking that next step. Is it Moses or Gutho becoming a proper big game finals footy player, being mm. able to own those very big stages? And to be honest with you, I remember sitting here t- talking about it a few months ago and saying that I'm just not convinced they can do it in finals. I thought that game against Penrith, they didn't deserve to lose. Right. They didn't win, but they didn't deserve to lose. It was the closest I've seen to them. I've never been more confident that Parramatta could actually kick on and achieve something. Yeah. But then Reed leaves and you're just like... It's two steps forward, kind of one step back for me. Yep. Yeah. Moment. It's tough. It's so tough. My my two Christmas presents. Dylan Brown turns into the player that we absolutely know he can be. Uh, I think that last year, yes, there's the uh, you know people you only got two tries or whatever. Look, people, everyone plays different styles of footy, and yes, you would want him to have more tries. There's no denying that. Um, but I think he was he was so set in the. You know, Mitchell Moses leads the team around. I just do what he says. I think that these next few years, he'll eventually be putting himself in a position where, yes, Mitchell Moses leads the team, but I also have things to offer. I also can overcall because Dylan Brown uh, potential is as high, in my opinion, I could be wrong, is as high as anyone else. His potential is unbelievable. Six foot one, incredible athlete, good ball player, great defense, has a lot of ticker. Uh, Dylan Brown, for me, we need, I, I want him to. Blossom into the player he could be. I think with Dylan Brown too, like I agree, he's got so much ability. I think people try and tag him with that. He's too relaxed. He's oh, yeah. dying his hair blonde. He's doing this. But like, mate, name a player in the NRL who comes up with more cover tackles. Yeah, he's like so he, good in his, defense. His defensive efforts are unbelievable. Yeah. Like his, if, if you actually watch him play and the effort he puts in, it doesn't fit that narrative. Defensively, he's all. one of the better uh, sixes in the game in my Without opinion. Without a doubt. Yeah, um, and he's still only 20, 21 years old. And like effort plays on defense, he's one of the best in the competition. Literally, literally, absolutely, totally agree. Uh, second gift, so I'm giving two gifts. Uh, Will Pedersini turns into their game breaker. Turns into someone you throw the ball to him and he does something crazy. Uh, we saw flashes of it against the Knights. Yeah. Uh, we saw flashes of it against the Penrith Panthers as well. Uh, hoping that Pedersini turns into a real point of difference for them a real point get get some points get some line breaks get some you know skittling the defensive line um and i hope bailey simonson mm. becomes a nut like gives them meters that they need to get coming out of their own end that, that would be my but penicini is a penis penicini oh that's how i say penicini? it anyway, yeah. I, like some, sometimes like it's Pacini, and then it's like penicini penicini but mainly my main present would be dylan brown has the year of his career so far i um, love penicini i i you know the you mentioned that night's game yeah like respectfully to, to Bradman Best, he, he made him look a little bit silly that day. Mm. He really stepped up and, and delivered that day, which is very impressive. And Bradman Best is a gun. He's a star. Absolute yeah. stud. A proper quality centre in the NRL. Yep. Yeah, if you've watched Penasini come through and 
play through the grades and I, I remember watching him play Union as well. Like he's he's the real deal. Yeah, okay. He's, and to have the confidence to throw that sort of flick pass yep. uh, in that sort of game, I, I, I love everything about it. I, I like Hayes Dunster too. Yeah. I don't know where his career lies positional-wise, yep. but I there's a couple of really good young guys there at Parramatta and, I mean, yeah. It's a team, you, you look at it on paper and you're like, I don't have any issues with this yeah. side. It's just about taking that next step. I just think that, like, to take the next step, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require a Dylan Brown or mm. a, a Panasini to, do, to, to also step up in their career, you know? It, imagine we've got a, a fully firing Mitchell Moses and a fully firing... And I thought Dylan Brown, when he started to run the ball more towards the end of the year, I thought he was really making an impact. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've got huge wraps on Dylan Brown. And yes... You can get fooled because he's laid back and he dyes his hair. That, I think it, it must be maybe it's a cultural thing in Aussies that we don't want to see that. Or I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, but I, some people just handle pressure differently. Yep. Uh, that's all it is. It really is. You're going to have different characters and and whatever it is. But I, I just some people just handle pressure differently. And he was the same guy when he was braining it the year before and people yeah. loved him. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's, he's, a, he's a young footballer. He's in yeah. his mid-20s. It's going to take time. Yeah, I think he's 20. I think a half in the NRL isn't easy. Oh. Like, Mate. I think people are undervalue. Yeah, I, I, I love Dylan Brown as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. And, uh, he, and, and you, you make a good point. Like, you know, yes, he's laid back. Yes, he's the cool cat. He's the cool kid. But on the 1% plays... There's not a much, there's not many halves that do more try saving tackles than him. And you don't get lucky and fall in those positions. No, you work your ring. There's only a few that end up in those positions. He's yeah. one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, look, it was a solid year from Dylan. Good I would say good defense. Attack could be a little bit better. Hopefully this next year he goes again to the next level. Because the year before, before he got injured, he was killing it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Dylan Brown and Penasini, they're, they're the guys that I hope step up with. I mean, not not step up. That, that's that's the wrong word. But you know what I'm saying? Fulfill their potential. You just want to watch them mature as they yeah. should. They're, they're yeah. young. Absolutely. Like they just need to keep developing. Absolutely. Uh, Knights, Chrissy present. I look at the Knights, and it's a gun forward pack. Mm. It's an unreal pack. I look at the outside backs. You got Gagai. You got Best KP. It's a really good backline. It just comes down to that seven jersey for me. With Piercy gone, it is just such a if you were the Knights, would have you let PSC go a year early, considering everything at stake? No. <laughs> but I can understand where they're coming from. If he doesn't want to be there, I get it. But And, like, also respecting everything he's done in the game as well. Yeah, I, I get it. But, mate, I, I'm so worried. I'm, like, I'm not worried about the Knights only next year. I'm worried about them long term now. I am too. I mean, we, we spoke about it a while ago, and I, I, I've always thought if I'm Caleb Ponga, I've got to say to Pierce, are you staying or are you going? Are you going to be here for the next three years till I'm ready to really own a footy team? I, I, I don't believe – I think KP's a superstar, but I don't think he's ready to own a, a club like Newcastle yet. Mm. I think this year could be the year, I reckon. Yeah? I reckon this year could be the year we see KP kill it. Man, I've seen him without Pierce, and it, it worries me. And that's – once again, this is the whole thing. It's nothing against KP. It's the fact that he's, he's young. And this is, mm. this is the development that players go through realistically. Well, perfect example is this. Everyone forgets James Tedesco at the Tigers was fantastic. He was incredible. But they weren't making finals. Nope. And no one's sitting here saying Tedesco can't play footy. Tedesco went to a good system with good players around him and he elevated his game to one of the greatest. I think the jury's out. He's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, in my opinion. It, it's, it, he'd be a top five fullback, I think, of all time. Yeah, yeah I don't um, think there's any. Yeah. And that wouldn't have happened if he doesn't go to a good system. And so the reason I say that is 
we have to allow we have to realize that players just can't do it all themselves yep. as a team it sounds so stupid it sounds it sounds like well of course but you know, when but you, people forget it when they're commenting, yeah, when they, when they, they get emotional. They could completely forget. They just expect Caelan Ponga just to be, you know, a world beater because he has all this talent that we can see, raw, raw talent. Um, whereas, you know, even a guy like Tedesco needs to go to the Roosters to elevate his game to the next level. Yeah, uh, even Teddy elevates his game even more when he plays Origin. Exactly, exactly. And so it's so important to have players around you that help you elevate your game and. I think this year could be the year for Kalen to really to take another step. I felt like there were games last year where he really did show his leadership, where he really did mature and mm-hmm. understand that he needed to be. And when I say mature, I don't mean before he was being lazy or immature. Not at all. Before he was a teenager, just trying to find his feet. Now he's a bit older. He, he realises, oh, wow, I really can impact the game like this. Um, and you even look last year, like every game they won, yeah, it was because of him. He literally won them at least three or four games. So, yeah, there's there's a bit of a narrative that like he's not playing good footy, but oh, I disagree. Like I think he is playing good footy. He's just struggled a little bit with injury. Um, but I also on the every devil's advocate to that is it is really concerning that Mitchell Pearce isn't there, and they go into a season where it was. There's some some Knights fans and, and respect here, it's your opinion, believe that even with Pierce in the side, he doesn't really impact the side that much. I personally disagree with that take. I, I believe that last year or last season, if you ever needed evidence of how important he is to that side, I think last season proved it. Now again, you know, that you may feel differently. It may be because that some people feel that it was because he played against the lower sides and that he wasn't there for the top sides and he wouldn't have made a difference against the top side? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. But I do think that the, not, the Mitchell Pearce not being there is an issue. I think if you need more evidence, keep an eye on the next 12 months. Wow. Are we talking... Are we talking? Oh, I think bottom four. Wow. I'm really worried about them, to be honest with you, I think. Does Adam O'Brien keep his job? I don't know. Uh, I'm not confident. I'm really not. I'm, uh, to be, if you tell me that KP's playing for Newcastle in three years, I'm shocked. Wow, oh, I, I think it's. I, I think he needs to probably do the best thing by Cape. This season's going to be. This is the biggest season of his career by far mm. and away, and that's unfair on him. I think, but it's the yeah. reality of his situation. Yeah. Um, so do you do you consider playing him at six? No, no. Just takes too much away from. Yeah, yeah. just on. Look, he's still twenty three. Let's just pump the brakes a bit there. Um, what I would say, my present, my present. Uh, would still be same as your presence with the half. It's an mm. issue, but my present from good old Santa would be they are there. I cannot express to you how important their first six weeks are. I cannot. I cannot express to you because Matt. Yep. When does KP have to activate his option? June. I think it's the end of June or good the God. Of June. <laughs> Far out. Wow. So you Let me rephrase that. The biggest six weeks of his career un- is going to be massive. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just can you make sure to confirm that? Yep. Um, so Especially when you got Wayne in your ear. Club-defining. Club-defining start of the season. Yeah, so it's a franchise-defining five or six weeks. And I know right? nice fans, like, you know, I know it stings to hear that. Like, I know you're sitting there going, you know, we don't rely on one player. And, and I, I totally get all that. I totally get all that. I'm, I'm feeling you. I know it frustrates you to hear it, but... 
that's just my opinion in my reality this this first six weeks of the, the, the season if they don't start well i just i don't know how they keep him i don't how can you sell to him june one June 1. So June 1, he has to exercise his option to stay at the club. And surely Newcastle are watching Wayne Bennett at the moment, not spending a heap of money, knowing yeah. that he is sitting on coin up there. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah so my Chrissy present would be they come out of the blocks and blow everyone out of the water. Because to be, to be extremely clear, guys, I want – like from a selfish fan's perspective – I want Kalen to stay at the Knights. 100%. Like, that's from a selfish fan's perspective of, I think he's great for the club. I think he's great for the town. I think it's great for Rugby League that he's up there. Rugby League's good when Newcastle's going good. Absolutely. They're one of those clubs. And yeah. they've got a bit of hope to get behind someone. Yeah. Um, so I want to be really clear with that, guys. I want Kalen to be at the club. The issue is, is will he be at the club? And also, is it the best for him? Not selfishly for me. Is it the best for him to stay at the club? Uh you know, we use Teddy as an example, but where would te- would Teddy be considered one of the greatest fullbacks of all time if he was still at the Tigers? No, I don't think so. He would have played a handful of finals games, he- maybe one, two of them, and then that. he would have played Origin, played really well at Origin. He would have been seen as the guy that's a great Origin player. Probably wouldn't have even played finals footy there. Yeah, he may not have. Yeah. He may not because he di- he didn't in his early years when he was there. I know he's only there for a little, you know, four or five years. Well, you, have, you have a look at Teddy in his first, you know, three months there at the Roosters. It was Cooper Cronk and him. They were a shell of themselves compared to where they were at the end of the year. Oh, Teddy improved out of sight so quickly. That people were like saying bad signing. Yeah. Like people were literally going, oh, Teddy's nowhere near what Then he 2019, was. he wins a premiership. Yeah. Scores the match winning try in the grand final, match winning try in origin. Yeah. Did everything. Did literally everything. And so it's just evidence that you can have as much talent as Teddy has, which is literally cups and cups full. The overflowing with talents, Teddy. But systems can take you to the next level. It's a team sport. It's a team sport. System takes you next level. So for the Christmas present for the Knights, it's a explosive start to the season. It's a re-signing of the it's it's Kalen Ponga executing his option to stay. Because if Kalen Ponga stays, then it all of a sudden it turns from yes, they lost Mitchell Pierce, but they can still recruit. They've got Tyson Brazel, Braley, uh Clemmer may may not be there, maybe there. Sai Fidi are playing both brothers playing career best footy. So they've got a good core there. Yeah. They can recruit if Kalen Ponga if he goes though. Then those other players start going, mm, maybe I should start looking elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, first six weeks. Now, Chrissy present for the Pen- Penrith Panthers. Mate, I, uh, it's one of these, what, what, what do you give to someone that's got everything? Um, mm. I, I would say that you've got three or four young guys that are going to step into this team this year. I think Isaac Tago will walk into this team. I think Liam Martin will elevate himself from bench to starter. And, yeah. Mate, if you would have spoken to me a year ago, I, you know, I, I, I tip Liam Martin early to play Origin. I think since he's played Origin, I think it took a real toll on him. Okay. Even though he only played sort of a bench role, I, I sort of thought he, he, he lost a bit of punch at the mm. end, at the back end of last year. So I'm really excited to see him with a fresh start. He'll be on the right edge, I assume, outside of Nathan Cleary. The You know, it's pretty damn good real estate for a young guy. Yeah. Um, I think this Tago, I think he'll jump in. Uh, Taylor May is another one that, that could be in this side too. So just a couple of young guys that mate, you don't even need them to brain it. You yep. just need them to just develop accordingly and play their role. Um, I don't know, mate. What do you say? Uh, maybe no off-field drama, but mate, I'm not sure if anyone's ever dealt with off-field drama better. Mm. I mean, they've fans. waded through multiple <laughs> things and it's, it's been fine. Um, yeah, my, my, I guess. My Christmas gift would be 
you know, now th- this is a year to set standards. It's, this is a year to kind of say, yes, we want a premiership, but if we want to be in the same breath as the Storm and the Roosters, it's about do we go to water now? Do we all of a sudden go to the team that won the premiership and they come seventh and they bounce out of the finals? Or do we win a grand final and play just as good footy this year? Now, the thing is, I believe they can because they went and did it last year. They made a grand final, they came out and did it again this year. But my Christie present for them would literally just be set the standard. Set the standard. Make it extremely clear that now at the Penrith Panthers, it's no longer, oh, we had a great run or, oh, this is a great young side that just came out of nowhere. It's at the Penrith Panthers, we win premierships now, period. We've got the biggest base, essentially the biggest base of juniors Mm. um, or at least close to the biggest base. And we've got one of the best young players in the competition leading us around. Um, It's about setting standards. It's about... It's a culture year for me, a culture year that could set them up for the next 10 years. Yeah, it's almost a boring conversation, to yeah. be honest with you. In 12 months' time, when Appy leaves, Kikau leaves, it'll be more interesting to yeah. talk about this. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, if we're talking in 12 months and they've gone back-to-back, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Yeah. I, I, I had Nathan Cleary on the podcast the other day, and I'm sure you would have been in a similar boat. Mate, when I hung up, I sat there and I went, that bloke's 24 years old. Mm. Yeah. It was just like it was. It was like talking to a thirty-five-year-old halfback that yep. had seen it all. Yeah, this is a guy that has got nothing but criticism. Yeah, he's lost five games of football in two years. Crazy. He's come second in the Daly M twice. He's got a Clive Churchill. Yeah, it's scary. I, yeah. I, I did a few things on my page comparing his first years. I think we spoke about it last year to yep. Joey, Freddie. Like, it's close. He's on a path, mate. Yeah, on a path. It's, um, you know, as soon as you mention those names, people immediately, their natural reaction yeah, is go, just, no, 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 yeah, no, no, Freak out. But when you really look at his, his first few years, it's, you know, you'd probably say Freddie's is better, but it's not by much. But Fre- Freddie was, yeah, we're, we're going into another deep conversation <laughs> here, but Freddie was playing centre. It wasn't his team. Yeah, yeah, mate, absolutely. He's, he's the halfback. I know, he's the halfback crazy. for the state. He'd be the halfback for the Kangaroos if it wasn't for COVID, in my opinion. Yeah. He's, and on top of all that, when he came into the side, there wasn't a single origin player. They had a couple Kiwis, a couple Samoans. No, no one was best in their position. And that's what people say. He's in a star-studded team. And I'm like, you know what? The halfback plays a role yeah. in lifting everyone else in this team to being yeah. rep footballers. They weren't like that three no. or four years ago. Put it this way. Three or f- before he came in, or not before he came in, before they've gone on their run, and he was a huge part of them lifting, tell me one player in their team that was best in position the whole NRL. Now no. I can name you six or now, seven. Now, yeah, you could literally name... And of those six and seven, we didn't know who they were three years ago. Absolutely. You've got Brian Tall, best winger in the game. I didn't know arguably. who Luai was three years ago. Luai, you could, you could argue Luai, best six in yeah. the game. You could make the argument. Um, then you've got... I mean, Stephen I, Crichton just came out with one of the biggest players in grand final history. Isaiah Yo, you could argue, best 13 in the game. Uh, Fisher Harris, you could argue, best front row in the game. And I knew who Isaiah Yo was three years ago, but I didn't know if he was a centre or a back rower. And I feel like Isaiah Yo didn't know either. Yeah. Now I'm talking about him as the best 13 in rugby yep, league. It's crazy. And Isaiah Yo was just a good first grader. Got through his work, did yep. his job, got off the field, and that was it. Now it's like, fuck, he's literally impacting one of the greatest victories ever for New South Wales. Um, so, yeah. Big, big year. Big year for culture, but I think they'll do it. I think that's they're probably the most boring out of the lot. Um, in, most boring because they've got everything they need for this year, not because they're not – like, they're so enjoyable to watch, so enjoyable to watch. South, what's the presence for South? <sighs> Mate, there's so many things that could go right with South and there's so many things could go wrong with South at the same time. It's, it's going to be a crazy year, crazy <laughs> year. You nervous or what? 
A little bit. Yeah, you have a to be, bit, surely. Yeah. I mean, no Reynolds. No Reynolds, because no he, like, like, you you back Cody Walker to do what he does, but the fact is that, you know, Reynolds helped him out last year a lot. So Are you more worried about no Reynolds or no Bennett? No Reynolds. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say the one thing that did worry me was South Sydney watching that grand final. Every time they flipped up to the coach's room, and the assistant, um, Demetrio, he looked like he was just he, like he looked like he, sh- he should have been in a straight jacket to me. And and I get it, it's a grand final. Yeah. But when you're replacing Wayne, who is cool as a cucumber, it's going to be such a big change. I, and you're doing it without a halfback. Oof. At least Demetrio's been under Wayne for five years. Like yeah. That's one positive. But very different assistant, very <laughs> different head coach. I, I imagine you take a lot from Wayne Bennett, but I reckon there'd be a million things that Wayne Bennett does that he wouldn't, he couldn't explain to you because yeah, he's just so used to. Oh, so, like, that's what Wayne is. So he's all about the intangibles. Yeah. That's literally what he is as a coach. Like when you say, "Well, what's so good about Wayne?" Oh, he just gets me. So like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, you've got to experience it. You've got to, like, yeah. I can't tell you what it is. It's just, he just gets me. I think you've said it to me before as well. Like, the biggest thing about Wayne Bennett is that he's Wayne Bennett. Yeah. He uses and that to You can't advantage. emulate that. You, no. can't, you can't emulate 50 years of first grade experience, premierships. You could, have two, you, you could have the same scenario. Everything's exactly the same. One guy walks in, says a speech. Wayne Bennett walks in, says a speech. And because it was Wayne that said the exact same words, different thing. Now, I'm not saying that the South can't back it up at all. That is that is what you lose when you lose Wayne. Um, what's the Christie present then? I think I just want Ilias or Taff, whoever's in the seven. I, I think it'll be Ilias. I, I just want them n- not to brain it, just to be solid. Yeah. Just to be solid. Uh, they're another team that, uh, Matt, you, you, you know better than me, but their first six games, I think it might be the worst of all and the easy game is brisbane but that's the adam reynolds cup at suncourt <laughs> like that is, there's going to be so much emotion going into that yeah. and if they lose that and then i think it's something along the lines of melbourne east yeah so it's Penrith. so it's brisbane in brisbane melbourne in melbourne and don't forget south have never won in melbourne Fuck. Uh, roosters which is latrell's comeback game and then penrith <laughs> grand final rematch and they did the, the first, first three could that troll. be worse could that possibly oh. be worse it's crazy Crazy Every stuff. single one of those teams is going to be up for that. Oh. Isn't that the Melbourne game where Cheese, Munster and Harry return as well? Yep. <laughs> oh, my Mate. God. And that'll be the first game in Melbourne in how long? Yeah. It's a homecoming. True. Yeah. It couldn't get worse. It couldn't get worse. Tough, tough start. My, my present would be uh, a career best year from Latrell. He yeah. has the magic. He has the magic in his hands and his feet. And his whole body that can just cover so much short, like so much disc- uh, discrepancies, his magic can cover. Like he can be like, oh, the half, you know, we're struggling a little bit. Latrell gets the ball, something crazy happens. Um, if Latrell can have a magical year, it just can, it just can take so much pressure off the whole team. You know what I mean? Like they can go from a team that, oh, we've got stress, we've worried, where, you know, we've had a bad start or whatever to, Oh, the trolls here. We're all good. And it just lifts you up a bit. Your chest gets pumped out a bit more. So my gift to them would be an incredible year from Latrell. And he, and he plays most of the year. Plays most of the year. Um, but, yeah, South, it's a, it's a big year for South. Big year. Could go, it could go either way. In saying that, I look at South and I look at Latrell. I look mm. at Cody. I look at Cook. I still think probably worst case scenario, they finish eighth. Mm. 
but I can't see them finishing top four at the moment. I think they're capable of doing it, but I, I think Souths are in a good spot that as much as there's so much change and there's so much could go wrong, I think there's so many worse teams in this competition that they mm. can handle that I, I still see them playing finals footy, but I just don't – I can't see them competing for a premiership. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be so interesting. It's such a it's such a big year because, like, if this goes wrong, then it's a spiral to, oh, shit, you know, the next year. What do you got? I have a question. Do you reckon they didn't give – I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of reasons Cam Murray got the captaincy, but do you reckon a the reason they didn't give Cody Walker the captaincy is because he's already got enough on his plate trying to – kind of fill Reynolds' spot as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm honestly not sure. I'm not I could give you 10 reasons either way. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Just don't know. Uh, we'll talk about the captaincy a bit later, though. Um, yeah, South, interesting. I, I think I agree. I think they'll make finals footy. Absolutely, they'll be playing finals footy. Um, who knows? They could get even better. They could get even better. I mean, like we just said, that first four weeks is a nightmare. If they come out of that three and one, Ooh. I mean, sky's the limit all yeah. of a sudden. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Raiders, Prezi. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I just think it's less drama. Yeah, It just felt like there was a different noise coming out of there every week. Um, whether it's true or not, I, I don't know. But it just seemed there was just drama every single week. And it, se- it seemed like, like there would be a drama and then that drama would be reflected in Ricky Stewart's team selection that week. So it didn't look like it was all... Yeah, Fabric, ref, like they're, they're a team that were playing in the grand final eighteen months before. I tipped them to be in the grand final last season. Yeah, I thought so, they were going to yeah. go better this year. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. It's a very similar squad. Fogarty enters. Adam Elliott's one that I'm really excited for. I, I think he'll be a really good side. I think he'll, he'll be the thirteen there. Um, it's been a strange career for Adam Elliott so far, but I think he's got a lot more to offer. Yeah. I but think yeah. um, Fogarty is key. Mm. They need. They need Fogarty to play really good so Whiten can release himself again and go back to his Dalian winning form. Yeah. Because Whiten was the key to their... Their grand final run was all on the back of Whiten and Charles Nickel-Cloxad. I think Charles Nickel-Cloxad has really flown under the radar for his impact, how much they lost, they, how much they missed without him on the field. I cannot... Like, he is so important to that Raiders side. Even when he came back and played, they actually won some... They strung some yep. wins together. And the, and the games they did lost were against the better teams. Um, so I think that Charles, there's whispers that he was going to play centre, but I mean, that would shock me. He is, and they've got so many gun centres there. Yeah, I it's just, not even funny. Like, I, I, mate, I'm not sure if Jared Croak is in my 13 to start the year. Yeah, it's there's be that many good centres down there. It's going to be interesting. To see I what can't imagine there. a world where I move Charles there. Yeah, I, but you've heard those whispers as oh, well? Oh, heaps. And yeah. it seems so bizarre. You went to a grand final with him at fullback. And he was like, a gun. He was, he was injured player. for heaps of last year. Yeah. He went like a busted. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Raiders. So I think Fogarty is the key. If, if Fogarty can do what he does the, like to the best of his ability and just release Whiten and let Whiten play his game, not have to worry about all the little stuff, um, the Ra- that could just... Whiten is the key for them. I just feel like everyone, he's such a, they, they seem to love him down there and just get on the back of him. When he does something, the whole team responds to it, whether yep. it's a big hit in defence, whether it's a great run in attack. Um, and obviously Papali, I think, you know, bit bit of a down year for him last year. You can only stay up for so long. He has had in that so, position, yeah, to stay up as long as he has. It's been incredible. incredible. Yep. Like he's won the player of the, like, um, player of the year at the Raiders for what, four years in a row. I think he won an equal player of the year. So I think he'll be really refreshed. I think that, um, but yeah, Fogarty is the key. Uh, but Raiders, do you, if they have another bad year, 
What happens? I think I think Ricky walks. Really? I think it's time. If it goes to shit again, you don't give him a chance to rebuild. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. I, obviously, it comes down to which other coaches are on the market. Who else you could grab? Obviously, yep. but I don't know. It just it seems very toxic to me down there at the moment. Mm. Uh, that's from the outside looking in. Mm. Could be way off, but I just don't understand how a team f- has fallen that hard. Yeah, it's it's, it's surprising because they were so tightly knit. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, we saw the explosion, all the stuff happened down there earlier in the year. I do think that Ricky did do a good job of getting things back together. Mm. I do think he did do a good job of like, you know, I feel like a younger Ricky might have made the situation worse. He might have, you know, come out even harder on, and, and more publicly. I felt like towards the end of the year, you could see him kind of, coming to grips with, okay, we've got to circle the wagons here. We've got to, I've got to be, we've, we've got to come together. I, that's what I felt when I was listening to his press conference. I could be totally wrong. So I, I do think Ricky can get them back together. I really do. I would also argue they miss finals in the easiest year ever to make finals. Yeah, it's true. With the squad they have, they sort of shit in last year. That's true. Even if they were seventh, mm. they should have shit in. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think, bro, I think Ricky will turn them around. I think Ricky will turn around. I hope so. Yeah. They, they, they could finish fourth or 16th. Yeah. I've got to tell you, I don't think I'd be shocked. Some good um, young talent. Xavier Savage, he's a, a gun. Very, very fast. Um, Tomoko. Harley uh, Tomoko. Smith's the one for me. Harley Smith, Smith. yeah. Yep. Um, then you've got, what, Sebastian Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, got some good young, good young outside backs. I think Hudson backs. Young's scratching the surface. Yeah, Hudson Young's really good, absolutely. Um, so Raiders, yeah. Fogarty, uh, for me, is the key. Uh, now, the Roosters. Chrissy present. It's got to be no injuries. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, even if they have a bat, if they can just keep Luke Keary on the field, mm. he, he, he's the key to it for me, which is no shock. Um, yeah, they're, they're a very interesting. So I saw the other day that they're eighty to finish top four. Really? <gasps> that seems like an absolute steal to me. Wow. Wow. They finished fifth last year. No one was playing for them. eighty. that's good value for Roosters. When you look at the roster they have, I know, yeah, it's and you consider what the top eight looked like last year mm. is bizarre. Um, that was a few weeks ago though, so it's probably been <laughs> smashed. Yeah, smart partners have got on yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Roosters, I just think they they just need a not even a perfect injury run, just a half decent injury mm. run. Mm. Um, They're into a dollar fifteen now. What's that? They're into a dollar fifteen. Wow. Well, maybe I read it wrong then. It doesn't make sense. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe people saw the odds. Maybe. More than likely I've made a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that they need a decent injury run. Uh, just need Luke Keary on the field. Do you, do you see is, is Sam Walker? I said, do you, uh, does, he, does he play over 20 games this year? Does, does Robbo give him some time in Reggie's to just sort of... It's an interesting one. It is. Um, I, I can understand both sides of the argument. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like... You know, I would even make the argument for a Luke Keary Manu pairing. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I like it. I, I like it. Manu's a big body. That way you can fit uh, Suwali, Smith, and Kevin Nangama in the side, in the back line, uh, with Daniel Tupo on the edge. Uh, You've got Momorowski there too now. And they've got Momorowski as well. I mean, you know what I mean? So, like, you can fit at least more of those guns, you can fit them in. Yeah. Uh, and just with Sam Walker. I understand the argument for both. Just like you, it's kind of like you want him playing first grade. He's a first grader, but the damn, you don't want him 
damaging his body too soon. You don't want him going through the ringer too soon. And I was concerned from last year. You could say, like, he was so banged up by the end of the year. He was so banged up. And, he, and you know what? He's too brave for his own good. Yeah, that's the problem. That's, yeah. He doesn't – he he does not back doesn't out of tackles. doesn't have a mirror in his house. No, nah, he doesn't know how small he is. Um, he throws himself at everything. He's already got a target on his back. And so I think it's a really tough decision. I think if you're the Roosters, you play it week by week in the sense that you're not, you're not, guaranteed, you're not going, okay, Walker's a six or seven for the rest of the year. You're kind of going, let's just – it's Kiri's team. Let Kiri run it. But if Walker's looking a bit banged up, a bit tired, we pull him out, we put Martin in. Name another club that we would be talking about <laughs> resting the rookie of the year the year after. Yeah, none. Literally none. Maybe the Storm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Even a stretch, I reckon. Yeah, no, nah, it's fair. It's fair. They've just got, I mean, their ability to recruit and their ability to not only, that's, that's what I feel like the Roosters don't get enough credit for. Yes, they recruit, but every person they recruit becomes a better player. Heaps better. Yeah. A much better player. And so, okay, the, argu- the argument is, oh, you don't develop your own genius. Okay, fair enough. It may be, and, and to be fair, they actually have, when you actually look at their top squad, that won the premiership it was like 13 of the 17 or something were actually all roosters juniors but anyway i digress the argument is you don't develop juniors well and so the negative is is you don't develop your players Mm. you just get someone else to develop them and then you buy them but is that not developing players by making them even better than they were when they come so i I think roosters don't get enough raps for what they do do with players once they get them guys want to be in their system yeah that's not a negative no, that's 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 based off what they've built. Yeah, as a system over there that guys want to be in there, they'll take less to be there. I love this kind of Watson signing. I just, <laughs> yeah, I I, I I can't find a world that he's in my starting thirteen. I think he's fourteen, but it's a it's a fourteen man game now. It's it's yeah. a, the fourteen jersey is as important as some of your starting positions. It's more important than some of them, in my opinion. He's going to absolutely brain it there. I wouldn't be shocked if he's fourteen for the for the Blues. Oh really? Wow! Yeah. In 2023, yeah. he can play hooker, five eight, fullback. Yeah. You can yeah, chuck him in the pack, and he'll handle himself. Yeah. I think he'll kill it at the Roosters in a team that's got a great go forward. That's going to win more games than they lose. Finally, going to release him to be the player that he wants to be. And um, he's going to—I I guarantee you—by the end of the year, he plays two reps at fullback, some at five eight. Yeah. He'll play okay. some at thirteen. He can just cover so many spots. Yeah. That's the other thing with Newcastle. You, you're looking around going, who's going to play what positions? If they have an injury, they don't have Watson to fall back on anymore. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So what's the Chrissy present for the Roosters? Yeah, I, I, I think no Luke Curie stays fit. Okay. Yeah, Luke I think the other big one is um, Lindsay Collins. Oh. I think he's a premier front rower. Absolutely. Um, I rate him highly. Like he's, His meterage and his work and the, the tough work he gets through, it is second to none. Yeah. And Grant is coming off an ACL, tough injury for a front rower. So next year might not be his best season, but after that, I just I think the sky's the limit for him. Yep. And yeah, interesting. Like oh, I think this year the plan was to ease Maria Hargraves off a little bit. Yeah. But then they had no choice. Didn't he stand up? Oh, mate, fuck. Didn't he show what he was, was playing eight mate. minutes? And you're just like, what? Didn't he show what he was made of? You know, there's, there's sometimes the bully guy when you really reveal what they're about, you go. Hang on a sec. You're not as big as bad as I thought you were. Hargreaves is as big and as bad as we ever thought he was. Yeah. He, he truly is. He's everything that was advertised. Do you know what I mean? How often do we see a player advertise a certain thing and then, you know, 
when time, the crunch comes, they just don't seem yeah, to be that player. Yeah. Hargreaves absolutely is that player. I, I thought this year, I thought this year was a real cherry on the top of his career of like, not only am I a, an enforcer and, you know, get in there and do the dirty work, I'm also a leader. And I think that if he wasn't at the Roosters, he may not have developed into that. And it's a testament to the Roosters' system of creating leaders. Yeah. Um, you look at Teddy, for example, as well. He's developed into not just a gun, but a full-blown leader as well. Um, me, the present, obviously injury-free, but the present for the Roosters, it just, I just, it's just the management of Sam Walker. Mm. He is, he's a, um, he is a franchise player. So it's all about... I just, however he's managed, whether he plays every single game or whether he plays five games or he plays no games, I just hope it's the best decision. Um, again, I don't know what the decision is, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and I also think if you had to back someone in to make the right decision, it's Robbo. Absolutely. Again, yeah. that's, yeah. So it's not to say I don't think Robbo can. What I am saying is, is that Sam Walker is the golden child. You have to make him tough, but also... I just you don't want him worn out by that yeah. second year going fuck my shoulder's gone this gone um and such a so so my christmas present would be give robbo the foresight <laughs> to know to make the right decision and I, you know what i'm sure he already has that he's yeah, no he's doubt. already one of the greatest coaches of all time if he keeps on this track record he will turn into the greatest coach of all time most likely um so yeah that's my present just uh, winding back um did you say top four or top eight for the dollar 80 thing top eight yeah sorry it was top four that was a dollar 80. Yeah, so right. top four was a dollar eighty. Top four was a dollar eighty. Yeah, that's good. I still like that. I thought you said top four. Year. I still think that's good. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I think that's great. I think I still think that's unreal value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dollar um, eighty. You'd have to say the Roosters would make the top four. Uh, did, uh, like, I think there's only six or seven teams that could make the top four. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. I'm not hyper confident on most yeah. of them. Okay, Manly. What's your Chrissy present? I think it's similar to Parramatta. You want him to own that big stage. Um, obviously, Turbo staying injury-free is probably the best gift they could ever get. Hopefully, he's past that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. I'm so confident Manly are a top-four team. But when get when we get to the final two weeks of the season, I don't know if I can back him against the Roosters or Penrith at the moment. Ability-wise, yeah, I can, but I don't know. There's just – I don't know. I, I remember when, when Gerds called them flat track bullies. And I probably wouldn't go that far to call them flat track bullies. I just hate that. I, maybe I'm wrong. I hate that word. Yeah, it's a shit term. Because it's like, it implies that they are bullying, like... What, I'm not, what, what, I, what I don't like about the concept, in my mind, and look, I, look, maybe I'm thinking about it way too much, mm. but it's like, if you lose to the teams that are above you, that is normal. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, that's yeah, normal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. I just, I, I'm not convinced they are going to beat those teams on top of them. And there's only a, two or three teams on top of them. Mm. But yeah, I'm just not convinced on the big stages they'll be able to knock those teams off. That's my worry. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's close to my Chrissy present. My Chrissy present for Manly would be to get a win over a top tier side in that first six to ten weeks, just to get the monkey off the back, just mm. to say, hang on, yes, because the the, the issue is is that. You look at Parramatta over the last few years, it's like they can't, they can't take that next step. Yeah. And it kind of like it, it, the pressure builds every single year, like, oh, can we, can we, can we? And then all of a sudden it becomes an issue. The last thing Manly want is to be like, oh, we're a gun side. We just can't beat the best sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so the way, the way their year ended last year, last season, sorry, to get a win over one of the top dogs early 
can kind of erase that. But if they don't get a win early and they lose to the top dogs regularly early, when they get into that big game again at the end of the year, I find it very, it'd be very tough for them to get that win when it counts. Um, if they had have lost those big games uh, last season, you know, by 10 points or, and it was a close-ish game, I don't think it would be a concern. But I think it was the way they lost those games that really was a concern yeah. um, for Manly. So my wish for them would be first six weeks, they play a Roosters, they play a um, – not a Roosters, all Roosters would be a, um, a fully fit Roosters, a Storm or a Penrith, and they get, they get a win. That would be my, my Christmas because if, if they get that – then the rest of the year, like look at Parramatta, they beat the Storm twice. So if you had Parramatta going into that prelim final, you, they would be confident enough to say, no, we've beaten these guys twice. We're not rattled. Whereas yeah. like, if you, if, you never beat, if you don't beat them, it's very hard to get to the business end and beat them. Um, so yeah, that'll be my Christy present for Manly. Um, any concerns with Manly roster wise or do they not need really, to recruit? I, I really like their side. I love the two back rowers. They get Andrew Davey back this year as well. I love him. Adds a little bit more depth. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be hard to beat, but I can't see them winning a comp next year. Okay. Uh, Sharks. I feel like I keep coming back to the halfback jersey. Yeah, it's so important. But it's, it is so important. But this team, I think they've built enough good leaders everywhere else in this side to handle themselves mm. well and truly. Um yeah, I also, if it's a Christmas present, I just, I just want Craig Fitzgibbon to be successful. I think he yeah. deserves it. Yeah, he's, he's done his time. He's knocked back a few coaching gigs yep. to get the right one, to get the right squad. Um, Sharkies, for me, it, it, the, the Chrissy president is for someone in a key position to take leadership. But to, because when I'm trying to think about who is, who's guiding the team around, you know what I mean? Who is that guy? Is it Nico Hines? Is it... Braden Trindle? Is it Connor Tracy? It's a really interesting concept because you look at their team and of their 13, three of them have been first-choice captains in mm. the NRL in the last 18 months between Wade Graham, Fanuke and Cam McInnes. But you need a ball player to really... To be the, the guide, yeah. the leader. I also think Blake Braley is really scratching the surface of what he could be. Yeah. I love that kid. and. Watching him come through the juniors, he was he was this running nine. He was unreal. We haven't really seen it in first grade yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you would have said to me two years ago that I'd consider Jaden Braley the better attacking nine than Blake, mm. I'd be shocked. Oh, really? But that's sort of where I'm sitting at the moment. Yeah. You know, so so much upside in the Sharkies. I just halfbacks a worry for me. Yeah, basically, and it's not it's not the skill set. It's the a halfback that. Direction. I just I, I need them to find who is the guy. Maybe it's Nico. He seems like he wants to be the guy. Yeah. Whether he can or can't. Like, you know, a lot of those storm performances that he was fullback, he was directing quite not directing. That's a bad word, but he was calling plays. He was very dominant with the ball. Yep. He was touching the ball a lot. Um, arguably even more dominant than uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, Housen, sorry, Pappenhausen uh, when he was playing. Different players, very different players. But yep. uh, yeah, it's just. My, my Christmas present to the Sharks would be a half, whether it's six or seven, that is like, I'm the team leader, lead, follow me around. Maybe it's Matty Moylan, we don't know. Um, and hopefully they find that. And also, I hope Fitzgibbon has a great first year. I, I really like their recruitment. I really like their recruitment. Cam McGuinness, Dale Finucan, Nico Hines. Personnel-wise, it couldn't get much better. Yeah, absolutely. As long yeah. as they can stay injury-free. Yep. Um, what do you reckon for the Sharkies, man? They're my 
them and Brisbane are my big upsides this year. Yeah, I agree. I reckon they'll make the finals. You reckon they'll make finals? I reckon they'll be in that. So you reckon, you reckon like you've got your top six, it'll be probably um, Storm, Rabbitohs, Eels, Roosters, Penrith. Manly, Penrith, then Bronx, Sharks. It'd be interesting. I'm not sure. I have to think about that close to the well, when, when you just said oh, top four and I said, oh, there's only seven teams I think can make the top four, this is the low-end team for me. This is this is the, the last team that I think can make it into the top four, the Sharks. So. As in, oh, you think they may have the chance to make top four? Oh, I think they have the potential to be able to do it yeah. and there's not many teams that have the potential okay, to be able okay. to do it. That's fair. Um, With the signings and that they, they yeah, know, and the coaching? Yeah, I, I think that it's possible. Yeah. I wouldn't be betting on it, but I think it's possible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. And to be clear, people saying, oh, you said you're going to make top four. What you're saying is, is that there is probably six to seven rosters yep. that have the ability to be in the top four. Of the bottom eight teams right now, I think they have got the best shot to become a top four yeah. team. Yep. No, I agree. I, I think, oh, maybe. I'm biased. So I, I say Broncos. Well, I would have Broncos the next team yeah. as well. Um, Storm. Wish list. Christmas gift. Thoughts? Um, mate, I, I think probably, and I, I know he's been in the news a lot recently, Cam Munster, but I just feel like he has been an exceptional player for so long. But when it comes to club land, it almost feels like sometimes he's sort of coasting through it and he's good enough to coast through it and yep. be fine, which sounds crazy. His team won 19 games in a row last year. They lost two or three games yep. the entire season. But I still feel like we're waiting for that season where Cameron Munster just grabs it and goes... Mm. I'm the best fucking player in this competition. Yeah. And he's got that sort of ability. I would love to see him have that season mm. next year, especially after what he's been through and what he's going through now. I think he's due to have a baby yeah. over the next week or so. So Cam Munster's probably the guy I'm most excited about down there in Melbourne. Uh, but once again, what do you get? The guy that's got everything, you know, Melbourne mm. Storm. It's From the Cam Munster perspective and, you know, they, by all accounts – He's training the house down. He's come back with a real renewed vigor. He looks thin, which is great. Good signs. You can you can always tell a guy's attitude by the way they look physically yep. after an off season because it shows you if they've been training when they don't have to train. It yep. shows you where their headspace is. Um, with Cam Munster, I think this is the year he can no longer step away from that leader leadership role. I think he has to not not step away from it. Last year, he was a leader, clearly. They won. They had a record-breaking year. But I think this is the year he needs to fully accept in his mind, you are Cameron Smith now. Now, you're obviously not Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith, you're Cameron Munster. But that's who you are to the club now. Um, and I agree with you that this, this is the year that he needs to go, not only am I the guy on the field, but I'm also a clubman off the field. I need to live, breathe, and sleep the storm. I need to be, you know, the younger guys coming through, I need to be telling them about staying in the storm. I probably need to get out of my head, signing with other clubs. I think that he really needs to make a decision internally. Yeah, what he's doing. About what he's doing. Because he's achieved everything. And I love Cam Munster. I f- love him. I think he's such a great player and he's so good for the game. But he needs to make a decision. Do I want to just be the gun that gets paid big bucks? That's, that's totally fine. That's fine. Or do I make the decision to commit to the storm and become a true leader of this club and go down as a club legend? Um... And, and again, this is not questioning his commitment to his training or his playing. Everyone sees how good he is. It's more just uh, Cameron Smith, Cronk, and Slater are gone now. They, they need some guys to take those roles, of leadership roles. Um, what I'm about to say is incredibly unfair on Cameron Munster, but it's the calibre of player he is. I've never been more disappointed in Munster than that game against Penrith. Mm. 
I, Penrith played well, but they gave the Melbourne Storm so many opportunities. And I remember sitting there just going, you know, there was a knock, there was a knock on. There was a moment when Nathan Cleary kicked out on the full, and I just remember thinking, okay, this is where Munster will step up. Yeah, this is where the big game player owns this big moment. And mate, he didn't fire a shot that mm. afternoon. I was so disappointed he watching was, that game. To be fair, he's gone through a lot, a lot in the offseason. As I said, yeah. it's incredibly unfair what I was about to say, yeah. and I backed that one hundred percent. But. No, but is, you can only look as a fan. Like yeah, you, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I see where you're coming and from. And if anything, it's a compliment to Cam Munster that I expect him to in that something. moment for him to own it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. From a fan's perspective, when you look at that game and you look at big game players, he's the he's a bigger game player than Cleary. Yeah. You know, he's won more premierships. Um, no, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I more just said that he, he went – there's a lot of things he went through personally. More just to give fans an insight yep. that – um, not to excuse it, even even Munster wouldn't excuse it. Uh, more just to say, a lot was weighing on his mind, um, and and that that may be a reason, not an excuse, just a reason for yep. why why he may not have stepped up. But I totally get what you're well, saying. I, I think he openly said the other day in that interview that he wasn't enjoying football yeah. last year. I mean, it, it's just a lot of our athletes. When you've been at the top for so long, it's it's very. This is not to say like woe is me and the poor athletes or whatever, but a lot a lot goes on in people's lives. Like think about how many years you've had in your life where six months out of that year you just weren't yourself because you had a lot shit going on. That's just that's just human nature. Certain years you're not going to be at your best, and certain years you're going to be fucking. Killing and then it. throw in on top of that, your work has been moved to yeah, living out of thing, living eh? out of suitcase. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do you reckon, Matt? Storm. I, I did, I did dry July, and I remember having a month off the drink. Like just as a normal person, I was like, I was sharper in the morning, like more productive, like my quality of life was better. If Cam Munster's taking 12 months off the piss, mm. I reckon that's a scary, scary prospect. Oh, absolutely. It's scary to think else. how fit he looks right now. Yeah. The season is four months away. I know, compared to what if he is. If Cam Munster like wakes up every morning, full of energy, re- ready to rip in, like he was already in the top three or four players in the comp. Yeah. So well, it's, like, and with a guy like Cam, you know, he clearly can't just have two or three. Yep. And, that, and that's the difference. Like most people can have two or three beers, go home, no issue. Um, but Cam is, is such a all or nothing guy. You see Which the is way what makes plays. him so great. Exactly, at the same time. exactly. Yeah. So if he wasn't that dude, you probably wouldn't know who he is. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? If he wasn't that dude, we wouldn't have got one of the greatest origin performances we've ever seen in 2020, where he was doing the cr- like stuff you just don't see. He won um, the unwinnable. Yeah, absolutely. And and the things that he did. Oh my god. So. Yeah, Cam Munster, I cannot wait. I, I think I, I'm really keen because he's the kind of – you know how you've got, like, lovable rogues? You know, they stuff up. They realise they stuff up. But they, they're, they're, you know deep down that he's a good bloke. And I know, I know Cam's a great bloke. Just, you know, yeah, he made, made an error. Um, but I think he'll be back bigger, bigger than ever. Um, now, with the Storm, though, are you concerned? Because they've been through losing players, but they've never been through – this kind of drama, you know, the, the cheese signing situation, then the, you know, off-field stuff and lost Alpha Nukin and they lost the cheese. They offered him a pretty decent contract. Not obviously not as good as what, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I am a little bit concerned. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I sort of said this at the end of last year and all. When, when they lost that game to Penrith, I was concerned. Yeah, okay. I, I really did think that was a game that they could have won. They probably should have won. That's with all due respect to Penrith. They were sensational. They deserved to win. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's weird optics out of there at the moment. In saying that, they've got the two best nines in the game. They've still got them next year. Yeah, got a top three five eight. Got a top three halfback. Got top, top three, three fullback. Full back, yep. I mean, 
Yeah, it's crazy to say. And I mean, a Melbourne Storm that falls apart a little bit, they might finish third. Yeah. What's crazy is that they, they essentially had one bad game. When you look at their season, it was a record-breaking season. A what, record-breaking what, season. What's Melbourne for a top four? Oh, seventy. They were the favourite. Their favourites. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that it's... It's not a concern in like, oh, Melbourne Storm are done, blah, blah. Like we hear that every year when they lose a player. It's more just a, like a, ten t- a, five, a five-year concern of you don't want this kind of stuff creeping in the club. Like they used to have none of this. Yeah. So you don't want it creeping in the younger boys seeing, oh, we, we can do this, we can do that. And again, I'm not saying that it will, but this is where you need to be like firm, harsh stance, no, we cannot do this. And this is where if it does start to creep in and then Craig Bellamy decides over the next two or three years that he's going to move gone. Then it's away, all, all of a sudden. Then it's just... We saw how quick clubs can, you know, fall. Look at the Broncos. Like, and that, that was different. It's Again, they didn't have these kind of issues in the paper, but it, they went from truly premiership threat to rebuild. In but like, you also you know, never would have predicted Brisbane win a wooden spoon. No, nah, no way. Absolutely not. That's but, a quick... But also, a bit of turmoil, it could go the other way. It could give them a kick in the butt. Exactly. Look and at Munster's 2020 preseason. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why what's scary with the Munster coming back the way he's looking. And also, a cheese that, you know, has admitted, although, you know, he spoke his mind, he spoke his truth, probably should have, you know, worded a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want to... One thing, like, cheese is a larrikin. Absolutely. We all... And we love it. We love it. But cheese cares deeply. Like, he is one of the boys. Like, he, he, there was no malice intent behind what he said. So a, a cheese that wants to get the boys' love back, even though he never lost it, um, is also a scary prospect. When you've got Cameron, Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith both on a, on a pathway to vengeance, it's a fucking pretty scary prospect. Pretty yeah. scary prospect. And I mean... I've heard people say that uh, Brandon Smith's not going to have his eyes on the prize next year. It's like, you've been watching the blood. Oh, give me a break. Tell me that guy can play a football a football game at 70%. Yeah, give me a break. That's that's crazy. If there's one person that will rip and turn no matter what. there's one bloke that has shown you, yeah. you're going to get absolutely everything out of him. Yeah, it's him. Absolutely. Because the ironic thing is that if he didn't give everything, he would almost be half the player. Yeah. Because that's that's what his game's built on is these big fucking efforts where you're like, whoa, shit, oh, again, again. Um, whereas if he loses half of that, it's all of a sudden like, oh, where'd, where'd Cheese go? So he's going to be incredible, I think, this year. Uh, Titans, Chrissy present. Such a weird side next year. I just – the spine is just so young. It's such so a So young. I, I almost just want to say experience. Mm. Um, you've got a lot of money invested in your back row, then you've got a combined hundred games in your spine. Uh, I'm not sure who the hook is yet going to be yet, whether it's Aaron <coughs> Booth or um, the, the young fellow that was playing there last year. He's still lacking experience there. I love Sexton, but he's played four games of first grade. Yeah, he hasn't done a full season. I'll tell you what, the decision to get rid of Fogarty, it I ju- the, after they re-signed him three months before, I just. Just he was the one guy I looked at last year and I was like, you know what? They've got Fogarty, so he can cover halfback or hooker. <clears throat> now they don't have e- now they don't have they, they don't have a filler for either of those spots for me. Like I just, love Sexton, but fuck, we've seen our fair share of really good young halfbacks on the Gold Coast, haven't we? It's like I almost feel like like, don't get me wrong, Sexton's gonna be sitting there going, No, I can do it. I can do it. He's a competitor, that's what yep. you want. But is it like even an extra 12 months learning under Fogarty, it can't hurt, surely. I wonder if that was more the Titans going, Sexton's our guy, 
we're going to be good club and a good because you've been good to us and give you give, give you this opportunity that you're probably never going to get again when it comes to a, a big deal with the Raiders or a, a decent deal. Yeah. Oh, but I was just. But Sexton has to be the guy in 12 months' time, regardless of what happens. Yeah. If you're going all chips in on him, which seemingly they are. Like, I I also think the AJ Brimson of 5'8 is really interesting. I love Jaden Campbell, but I'm, I'm not sure if that's the best spot to get the best yeah. out of AJ. You reckon? I don't mind. I mean, I don't want him defending as much. I don't hate it, but I don't. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. He did play a lot. Of, that's where he played going, coming up through the grade, yeah. grades. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, the Fogarty situation and decision was just, they signed him two to three months before that. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And the things that Sexton could learn off Fogarty and the pressure that they would put on each other to keep each other's position. Now, you know, Sexton is a young half. He might, you know, he, he knows he's got the spot. Um, and again, this is an anti-Sexton. I, I, I really liked what I saw with Sexton. It's actually pro-Sexton because I want him to turn into the player yep. that he can be. And sometimes experience, having it there, it just helps so, so much. So much. Um, in saying that, in saying that, if he performs the way he performed in those four games, sweet. If he does that every game, totally sweet. Concern, Jaden Campbell is just unbelievable. Concern... You're right, is the young, not only is it a young spine, it's a young spine that's never played together. Um, you know, Brimo hasn't played six with Sexton. Sexton hasn't played, he might have played one game with Campbell at fullback. You don't know who the hook is going to be. If it's Booth, they've, he's played with no one. That's the biggest concern. So I guess the present would be, the Chrissy present for me would be having a hooker, and hopefully Booth can be this. He's about 24, 25 that really leads them around the park well and just takes, eases pressure off Sexton mm. and off Brimson, that would be my Christie present, I think. I think for feeder as well. Yeah. It's right, it's on the wall there, but just getting the absolute best out. How you do it, I don't know. But when you're paying without bringing salaries in it, when you are putting that, when you're investing that much money into a back rower, mm. you need to be getting premium out of him every week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Titans, I, I think they were incredibly lucky to make the finals last year. Um, it's funny, like, I remember the year before that Cronulla made the finals in eighth, the record of 10 and 10, and everyone yeah. said, what the hell? Yeah, I know. It's like, are you for real? Yeah. Like, 10 and 14. Yeah, it's wild. It is crazy. And people said, oh, they put up a good fight against the Roosters. Man, I personally thought in that finals game, the Roosters, they got very unlucky. Titans got handed a couple of, they, I think they scored two tries off kicks. They had the one where the Roosters knocked it on off the kickoff and Titans put the ball down. <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought Titans had a pretty blessed run last year, to be honest with you. It'll be them. interesting. It's going to be really interesting. They have one of the best draws this year, though. So if there's a year to make the finals, it's this year. Um, this year coming, sorry. Warriors. really like the look of the Warriors. Um, Christmas present-wise, I think you'd want SJ to be fit the entire year. I think Sean Johnson's just going to be so key to them moving forward. I'd really like to see Wade Egan take his game to another level. Mm. I feel like that's the spot the last few years where they've sort of lacked. And I loved Egan when he was coming through at Penrith. I watched him play juniors and I really liked him. Yep. Hasn't quite kicked on as I thought he would. He's still solid, no yeah. doubt about that. Um, yeah, I, I also think Cody Nicarima is going to be key. I don't know where he plays. Yeah. Whether he's 6, 14, I don't know. But I just... I thought he was very underwhelming last year for what mm. we know of Cody Nicarima mm. and what he can do. Another team that I, I think they can play finals footy next year. Um, I, I just thought of my ultimate wish for them, though, to be able to get back to New Zealand. Yeah. Just yeah. to be able to play. My, that's the same thing. There. My wish is for New Zealand to play five, six, seven, ten games in New Zealand. Yep. But let's just say five. That's my wish. 
the main thing for them as a club right now is just to to to, to allow them to connect with their fans. Yeah. You know, allow their fans that have just been just disregarded. Not and again, it's no one's fault. It's no it's, one's yeah, fault. It's no one's fault. Just games back in New Zealand, and and what I will say, the Warriors over the last few years, they have done that jersey so proud. It's outrageous. If any, like I thought. Fuck! This is going to be a long couple of years, or at least a long year for the Warriors. And sometimes they just turn up and do things where you're like, oh, I cannot believe the ticker of some of these blokes. Um, so yeah, some home games, absolutely. Um, Harris Tavita, I really hope is, it, is Harris Tavita, not Ter- Tavita Harris. I always mix them Harris up. Tavita. Harris yeah, Tavita. Harris Tavita. He's been hovering on his potential. Great defensive half. Um, Very similar to Dill Brown. Yeah, really hovering there. And yeah. if he can take that next step, I think that he can really help Sean Johnson. Uh, Sean Johnson playing every game, though, would be massive. Huge. Huge for them. If he can just play every game, huge. Uh, and obviously, Reese Walsh continues his incredible form. Uh, but, yeah, Warriors, I just think they've done their fans and their country so incredibly proud. And if they, proud, if they can get a game, you know, five, six games back there, they will go off. And then, I honestly, next year, when this is all opens up and it's all done, hopefully... I truly hope they get it every home game. Like, Do it. 100%. I, I, why not? Well, it's a no-brainer. Like, They've celebrate done so the game. Much for us. Yeah. yeah, celebrate the game in New Zealand. Get new people on board. If you are thinking about bringing in the Christchurch team, wouldn't this be a good opportunity to be to test and see what is the engagement like for New Zealand fans? Just takes maybe take some you know games away from their home ground and take it into some country uh, New Zealand like. Honestly, I would love for every game that New Zealand play to be in New Zealand in 2023. It almost seems a little bit too obvious for the NRL. Though. Yeah. That's the worry. Oh, they've been, uh, I, I, they've been better. They've been be better, fair. I yeah. think. They've been better. What do you reckon, Matt? For the Warriors or for, yeah. their, or for the... For the Warriors. Uh, I just hope that um, their two front rowers can stay on the field because... Yeah, Lodge Fanua and Blake. Fanua Blake yeah, are potentially the... Great point. Fanua Blake, he kind of flew under the radar last year, but that when he was playing, fuck, he was putting up some numbers. Fuck, he was putting up some numbers. To, to the other one that would make them really interesting, if Ash Taylor hits the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. He's still only 26. <laughs> he's so young. It's like, not funny. He's got... Feels so, like he's been playing for 15 years yeah. and been copping shit for 15 years. He's got like, talent. It's there. Talent. Yep. It's fucking there. Um, now, the great Tigers... Well, I've got to tell you, I've been impressed with them the last six or seven weeks. I think Tim Sheens is starting to have an impact there. To see Appy sign there, Mate. someone I didn't expect for them to be able to get. Unbelievable. And how it was all handled? Yeah. It's handled like one of the, the top-tier clubs, relatively quiet. Yep. And, I mean, if you believe the figure they're putting out there, value. Yep. For a guy like Appy, I think it's unreal. Uh, the Papa Lee one, he's a premier player in our game. He's obviously coming off a career high there, so there's a bit of risk there. But but even if you if you believe that the top end of 600, like, yes, that is big, but is it breaking, breaking the bank big for a Dallium? If it goes to hell, it yeah. doesn't screw you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think the Tigers, and I, you know, I, I think all Tigers fans think that I hate them with a passion, but I, I just think the last few weeks have been really impressive. My wish for them next year is just doing when he comes back. Yeah. He needs to stay fit. And they just need to work out what this spine looks like. Um, you've obviously got the two hookers there. You've got mm. to fit Hastings in there. Brooksy at seven. Um, Dewey at six, I assume. I hope they don't play him at centre. That's my way. Yeah, Dewey's got to be his hand on the ball as much yeah. as possible. Um, yeah, West Tigers, I think they've had the best off-season of everyone. When, it, when you talk about where they were where to they where, were where they to are, are now, yep. doing deals with Api Coruscant, getting Isaiah Papali'i, uh, Tyrone Peachy as well. Yeah. Great get. If you said to me six weeks ago the Tigers are going to sign Appy, I'd say, oh, 900. 
Yeah. They've paid an arm and a leg. Yeah. And it's only a two-year deal with a third-year option. Yeah, it's... It's a great deal. It's a it's, great deal. Um, you know, so... And I think he's only 30 years old, so it's not, he's not that, that old in today's... Um, in today's kind of environment where older guys seem to play really well, I think Tigers have done fantastic. If there yeah. was one present I would give to them, it would be just consistent footy. Yeah. Just like, even if they miss the eight, disregard that. Just a week in, week out, this is what the Tigers present and offer to you. Um, doesn't have to break the bank, doesn't have to be incredible, doesn't have to be a world-beating performance, but just a consistent gauge of like, what are we? Where are we going? What do we do as a team? How do we react in certain situations? It was the issue for Tigers, I feel, was just because it was like... It's a lottery everywhere. And you don't know what... They've got no... It didn't seem like they had any direction of what they wanted to play. So what I'm hoping this year is just good, solid footy, week in, week out. You know what you're going to get because you can build off that. You can make changes. You can tweak a few things. Whereas when it's up and down, different every single week, what do you tweak? You don't know what to tweak. It's just it just changes every week. So, look, I think the Tigers have had in a, a, such a good off season, such a good off season. I think you know, don't, obviously, don't get ahead of themselves, but there's a lot of hope there, and I think Tim Sheens represents that hope. He's already got Benji Marshall back at the club. He's already handled two signings, or at least one, but for sure, but potentially two signings really well. Even Isaiah Papali, that wasn't a shit fight. Mm. They didn't pay a million bucks for this guy. Yeah, it's value again. You know, it's it's, it's, it's a yeah. solid value. Uh, and also, these aren't these aren't five year deals. These are good two two year deal with a third year option in, in mutual favour. So, yeah, I, I really like what they're doing at the, the Tigers. I think the Tim Sheens coming in is going to take a world of pressure off Madge, but also it's going to give Madge an opportunity to speak to someone that has done more in the game than him and say, "Fuck, what do I do here? What do I do there?" Whereas before at the Tigers club, who could Madge speak to? That has more experience and more and done more. Oh, I think as well. The other thing with Tim Sheens is that right now our game is changing more than it probably has in twenty odd years or yeah. so. And Tim Sheens has shown over the last forty years that he's the absolute king of that transition. He changed times. the game in two thousand and four. He did five. the same thing in in the late eighties with the Raiders yeah, too. Okay, like he, he's done it a few times now. Yeah. But yeah, the O five is the standout. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm really excited for them, which. I'm not sure if you remember, but the conversation we had about the Tigers. It was very different. Ago, fuck. Very <laughs> different. It, it was, was it was very different, which it was is good. Bullying, yeah. Sort of, like it was not. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, um, and and again, I totally empathise with fans. Like when we give our opinion on a, on their club, you know, I'll use the Knights for example. Like it hurts to hear you might lose Ponga. I get that. I understand, and it makes you angry because you don't want to believe it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to believe it either. But it is a. And so when we say these things, it's not because we don't like the Knights and we don't want him to stay. It's more just pointing out the reality of rugby league. And I guess you guys trusting that we watch enough rugby league and we, we, we're so in-depth in it that we, we can kind of make a good judgment, I guess. That you trust that we can try to make a good judgment. It's never about dislike and sight at all. Like, for example, if Tigers were a premiership threat, could you imagine rugby, in, rugby league in Sydney right now? Mate. Could you imagine the West Tigers as a premiership threat and the Pen- Penrith Panthers as a premiership threat and, and the Eels coming fifth? Imagine footy in City. It would be incredible. Like It would be unreal. It yeah. would be incredible. So, um, yeah, Tigers, uh, consistent footy. Uh, now, some NRL news. Interesting. Uh, Latrell Mitchell is not allowed to play the All-Stars exhibition match if it doesn't count. Um, oh, sorry. Why is Latrell Mitchell not allowed to play All-Stars exhibition match if it doesn't count towards his suspension? Surely either let him play or let it count towards the suspension. 
this was really interesting. So this was actually the NRL roast that come up with this. Did you did you speak about this as well? No, no, but I saw him post this, and so, this is what I'm talking about with the NRL. Like, how on earth are we in limbo over this? Yeah, it's. it's I don't. I'm Like, I don't get it. it makes just, no sense. Have they? Is there an explanation for it? I, I haven't heard one. I haven't. Because so so just for fans. So Latrell Mitchell is not allowed to play in the All Stars match, but. It doesn't count towards his suspension. Now I know there's going to be a section of people that are just off the troll and they yeah. didn't like what he did and they want to see him punished. Absolutely. But we want to see people punished fairly. Like, if he's going to miss six games, it should be six games. Um, and you can't tell me that this game is important to Luttrell. Well, and I think this would be the NRL's argument that if we allow him to play this, other guys will use trials as their suspension. But apply common sense. Yeah. This game is massive. Well, well, I think that I would be okay with you don't allow him to play this, but it counts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you know Look, what I mean? This is worth four. Ga- this is worth six games to Latrell. Personally, absolutely. But yeah, from a law perspective of like trying to be fair to everyone, I, I would be okay if the NRL said, "Look, you're not playing, but it counts towards your suspension." Um, you know, you, now you could make the argument like allow him to play because it it, it means so much to him. But I just think the fairest thing would be. He's not allowed to play, but mm. that counts towards yeah, his Yeah, not thing. counting towards the suspension. That's what I'm not understanding. Yep. Not counting towards the suspension, but he also gets punished for it. That's getting punished twice. Um, very, very interesting. So it was a great pickup from the NRO. So I, I just, very surprising. Hopefully you know, like it counts. two weeks after that, he's meant to play a charity shield. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think this game is well and truly above a charity shield and it should count as games. If Absolutely. you want to tell me the charity shield is a glorified trial, that's fine. Yeah. I'm happy to let that go through to the keeper. But this game, it's important. Yeah, we, we know it's important. Yeah, like, you know, to him. It means for him. Yeah, for him. Like, it means... And the role that he is playing in our game and has yeah. played and will continue to play for the next 10 years. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I just think that if, you, if... Fair enough, he doesn't play, but it's got to count. It's oh, got to sure. count. It's got to count. Remember a year ago when the NRL came out with their new ad? Who was the guy they got to stand at Port yeah. Botany with the yeah, no. original flag around him? Like, it just, it's... It's surprising. Hopefully, hopefully it counts towards it. Um, you know, I can understand people if, if people like, they're going to allow him to play, but then he misses the games after it. Why people might be upset with that? Because that is like, no, he, he, he made an error. Mm. Joey Manu missed the finals. I'm sure that Joey Manu... It means just as much for him to play finals footy. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's not like South gain anything. If anything, South risk losing something, him getting injured in this game. Yeah. Yep. So I, I just think that, yeah, I, I'd be okay with he doesn't play, but it should count. Yep. It should count. Absolutely should count. Um, now, still at the Roosters. Uh, sorry, still at the Rabbitohs. Cameron Murray named captain. Now, this is a really interesting one for me. Because everyone knows I love Cam Murray. And everyone knows that I think that he's a future captain, um, definitely of Rabbitohs. Like, that's a given. But potentially New South Wales and Australia. The only reason why he wouldn't be a captain of New South Wales and Australia is because of timing. And, you know, other players already being captain or whatever. But interesting because just lost Wayne Bennett. Just lost Reynolds. It's a huge year for the club. Cam Murray is 23 or 24 years old. First of all, I'll get your thoughts. Do you like the decision? And then I'll ask the question with my... I do like it, but I know what you're going to ask me and you've had me thinking for the last hour and a half. So um, I do like it. I love that Cam Murray's a local junior. I I don't have to sell the narrative to you guys. You guys know it, but I understand where... Ask me the question. (laughs) So, So the question I have is, 
with the pressure on the Rabbitohs right now, and not only the pressure, because they've always got pressure, but with the potential for it to not go well. Like, there is a reality where they truly miss Reynolds and they truly miss Wayne Bennett, and they, they struggle at the start of the season. Is it good for his development as a captain at such a young age to take over so early? Now, some people will say um, if he's a leader, he's a leader, and he'll just learn from it and he'll be better. But my argument would be, and I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know whether you give it to him now or whatever. My argument, why not give it to a Cook or a Walker just for a year? You make Cam Murray vice captain and ease him into it rather than putting him as captain of the club with so much ter- not turmoil because it's not you know what I mean it's not turmoil they're not but in it, turmoil it's changes it's changes transition time what do you there. think yeah look I personally would have gone for Cam Murray but I understand the argument you're putting forward mm. Cody Walker wouldn't have been the guy I would have gone for because I just think I, I think Matty said it before we'll go to him in a minute but um, I just think that there's just going to be too much on his plate yeah in saying that, I don't know Cody Walker from a bar of soap if they believe that he's the sort of guy that could take that role and it would take his game to a new level. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with them giving it to Cook or Walker because I know Murray's going to be the skipper in two years' time. See, that's what I'm thinking. It's like he's yeah, going to be captain. Yeah, and I think it's a fair argument. You know, um, he's going to be captain, yeah. no, no doubt. We know Cam Murray's going to be captain. Um, again, and to be really clear, it's not to say that I don't think I would have made this decision with Cam Murray. All I'm saying is, is that... It is, there's a lot of change happening at the club and it's a lot of extra pressure on a young guy that if he's going to be captain anyway, why not wait 12 months? Mm. Um, Especially when you've got two guys there. Like I, like I remember when Adam Reynolds was made captain, it was a coin toss between him and Cook. Yeah. That was three years ago. Yeah. I do feel sorry for Cookie, um, but I also understand the Murray move. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Where, where, where do you sit on it? I'll preface this by saying I'm a little biased because obviously I grew up with Cam little. and seeing, seeing – or biased towards Cam biased because, you know, seeing someone that I, like, I went to school with, like went to school in Randwick, yeah. be captain of South, like it, it, when I read the news, I like got goosebumps. I was so happy for him. Mm. But if I take that bias aside, I worked for New South, New South Wales Rugby League where Cam Murray was the New South Wales under-18s captain. He was the New South Wales under-20s captain. Freddie put him there and he just – he doesn't really lead with his words, but he leads with his actions, a bit like Boyd Cordner. Mm. So, so I reckon you, he can't go wrong with Cam there. Can't go, oh, you definitely can't go wrong. So oh, I didn't know he was under 18s, under 20s captains. Yeah, that that well. does, you know, if he's already got experience in it, mm. um, then, yeah, then boom. Like, look, he's going to get through it. He is captain material. And if there's one bloke that's going to work hard to get through any tough times, if, if Rabbitohs have it. Um, but it was just well, – I just wanted to bring it up because it is an interesting – because yeah. we could be sitting here in six months' time and you could be watching Cam Murray play and fit, look like he's got the world on his shoulders because they're, you know, they've gone two from eight or something. Um, you know, whereas, you know, a Cody Walker or whatever, I feel like because he's a bit older, he's, he's seen a bit more, he, would, he wouldn't... He may or may not. Um, but again, it was just... It's more just I'm bringing up as devil's advocate, to be really clear. Uh, the, yeah, and, and being devil's advocate, I mean... Just because he's got the C next to his name, I don't think that makes Cook any less of a leader in this yeah, team. Yeah, for sure, for or sure. Or Walker. So, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a massive issue, but I understand yeah. where you're yeah. coming from. Um, I, I, if, if I was to make the decision, um, I would be happy with Ken Murray. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. I think that although there is a chance that he may have to deal with a lot of pressure, I still think that he'll, he'll handle that pressure really well. Um, 
and he's going to be captain anyway. And to be fair, if, if that name was Damien Cook or Cody Walker, I'd be saying the same thing. Mm. I'd be happy with Murray or Cook, but I'm happy with Walker. The only thing I'd be saying with Walker, with, with Cook or Walker would be how long do they hold it until Murray gets it? Mm. Um, because I feel like, you know, just due to age or whatever, but Cam Murray is the long term for yep. me. That's the only different thing I'd be saying yep. is like, it's more of a... a um, developing Cam Murray to be the captain we want over him. Oh, I'm kind of happy they've gone for a. Ca- I don't like the leadership group yeah. approach. I like that they've just gone. He's Cam the Murray. future. Yeah, it's so good. He's, people, anyone that's ever met him or listened to the podcast or whatever, this guy is truly a, 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 just a fantastic bloke. A fantastic bloke. You couldn't ask any more from a rugby yeah. league player. Like often we get, you know, bad headlines about players stuffing up, drinking, all that kind of stuff. Cam Murray is such a uh, classy citizen and such a classy representation of our game. Speaks really well, very respectful, humble. Um, I, ca- I can't say enough good words about Cam Murray, so massive congratulations to Cam. Um, I think he'll handle it really well. Uh, more just bringing up that topic as devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, it is a possibility, um, but I think he'll handle it fine. Now, Roos has officially signed the great Sir Cheese. What, I, I didn't put it in here, but what I wanted to ask you is, is it becoming a concern that the salary cap isn't working as intended because not not because I'm I think that you know um, roosters are, are cheating or whatever I'm not I don't think that at all they've had a lot of people move on and they they um, you know the culture of their club is what draws people yep. but the concern for me not concern what could be a concern is they got Suwali Walker Cheese. Are the powerful clubs becoming so powerful that are able to – it's almost like the salary cap is not irrelevant, but they're just becoming too strong culturally. You know what I mean? Is that a concern with the Roosters? They just do not miss. They don't miss. This is their, this is their recruitment. Did you get a list of their recruitment since uh, – No. Can. They've gone Tedesco. So in 2013, they went um, – was it Maloney? Yeah, Maloney, Jennings, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill. Then they went Tedesco, Cronk, yep. um, Ferguson. Was Ferguson Tedesco? Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, he came here. Yeah. And now they've gone Suwali, Walker into Cheese. And they also got Kiri. And they got Kiri from, uh, yeah, from um, Rabbitohs. Like, and is Crichton. It, is it becoming, I guess, yeah, and, and Angus Crichton, is it becoming a concern that these, these big dog clubs can just – or not really, it's just yeah, the way it is. Yeah, I, I think it's a concern, but how do you stop the yeah. best coaches being the best coaches? Yeah, no, true. You know, like I, it's I, just a question. It's more just a question. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I understand where you're coming from. It's just, I think it's just always going to be a reality of mm. our game. And, you know, uh, there's going to come a time where Trent Robinson isn't going to be coaching the Roosters and they might not be this premier. Yeah. So it's, it seems almost impossible to think of at the moment, yeah. but they have gone through periods where they have been that club. Yeah. Um, you, know, you look at Broncos, they used to be able to recruit right. anyone they wanted, literally. Look at the Roosters in the early 2000s, anyone they wanted. Then you yep. couldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole mm. until you know, they, they appeared in that one grand final in 2010. Outside of that, it was a shit fight mm. until 2013 Yeah, yep. uh, when Trent Robinson arrived, yeah. funnily enough. So you just think that it's more, this is the nature of the beast? I, I, I personally think it's harder... I feel sorry for the clubs at the bottom because, good God, it is hard to get off the bottom. Yeah. Like, I think what Canterbury's done this year has been unbelievable. Yeah. Considering they've won nine games of football in two years, to sign anyone is impressive. To sign yeah. the guys they have yeah. is incredible. Um, and that doesn't mean that they are going to 
drag themselves off the bottom, it looks yeah. likely. But just but to do it, though, like look, look how much Tigers have struggled to sign people. They've been finishing in ninth and 11th and 10th, whereas Doggies, obviously... And whilst Tim Sheen isn't a coach, that guy walks into the building and all of a sudden they're recruiting guys. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to have the right guys in your system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at Benny Eichen. He goes there and, and you know, I know I know the boys signed before that, but you could just tell that yeah. it, it feels like it's, it's becoming one of the most important roles in rugby league is this, like, culture, like this kind of, like... Uh, football director or culture. You look no, at Mel Meninga at the Titans. exactly why, you know, we're all sitting here going, oh, the Dolphins haven't signed many people. The first guy they signed was Peter O'Sullivan. Yeah. It's the yeah. first guy they went after. Yeah, and he's one of the best recruiters in the game. Um, yeah, so interesting times, interesting I mean, cheese at the Roosters. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's going to be fucked. It's a team be. with the cheese and Victor Radley in it. Luke Keary came out and said, we'll either win the premiership or we'll come last with Victor Radley and yeah. Cheese in it. That's how crazy these guys are. Obviously, he said in a joking manner, guys. Um, but do, do you see anyone beating a fully fit, fully fit Roosters side 2023? I think Penrith will still be up there. Oh, I think, like, I, I cannot wait to see. Sawali comes into his own. Yeah. Sam Walker, holy fuck. Yeah, no, you don't have to sell them to me. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I think that we always look at teams on paper in the future and just think no one's going to get near them. Yeah, teams always find a way to compete. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to watch that three-way oh. between Penrith Roosters and Melbourne when all that happens. Could you imagine a Roosters side with a, a Sawali hitting his stride, a Sam Walk hitting his stride, Teddy out the back, Angus Crichton on the edges, Luke Keary? I mean, it is just going to be a sight to if behold. If you said to me in three years' time, Billy Smith's a top five centre, I also wouldn't be shocked. He's a gun. He's criminally underrated. I, t- I tell you what, he is. He could be one of the better centers in the comp. He could be top five if, he, if he hits. If he hits his potential, this guy is good. He's just struggled with the injuries yeah. and that. Um, and I mean, look at their depth. Kevin Nangama. Oh yeah, the Roosters. They're recruit, but they just do not miss. I, I think Egan Butcher will be a top shelf yeah. forward by then as well. Yeah. It's um, well, Nat Butcher is great Nat as Butcher's well. A gun he's too. a gun. Yeah. He gets through so much tough work. Lindsay Collins, relatively young. I think he's 24, 25. Uh, and yeah. that's if they don't sign anyone else. Yeah. That's if no other star says, I'll take unders to win a comp. Yeah. Um, so, look, great signing. Congratulations to Cheese. Uh, you know, I, ju- I just think that, um, yeah, I mean, we spoke about it before. Yes, it sucked that that, that kind of interview. The thing with that interview was like there was such good stuff in it. There was such good that everyone just ignored. Yeah, there was so much good stuff. Said a million positive things about Melbourne. Yeah, so much good stuff. It was just the one or two things you cut the fat on that interview. It's one of the great interviews. Um, so I'm I'm, disa- I'm, disa- I'm disappointed for Cheese that it shadows this great signing, this this great moment in rugby league of one of our biggest characters signing for one of the biggest clubs. It kind of like takes away from how great this is. For the game, he's in Sydney playing for a premier club. Like he is yeah. just going to go to another level um, when it comes to a superstar of the game. So, and and look, that that was Cheese's fault. He was the one that did the interview, whatever. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, it's, I, I it's, also think there's a couple of things he said there. Like I heard people getting upset about the winning a premiership in another jersey. Mm. I mean, mate, when, when you sat down with the Warriors, did you think about the success you could have in the future there? Yeah, I think it's, it's more different to say it than to think. Exactly, it, I get it. But it's just the professional nature of it. Yeah, when you you still haven't told the Storm that you're not signing mm. yet. Um, I know what you're saying though. Like you, you could you could argue. That's what every, every player sits there and thinks that. If you're that, not going into an yeah. interview with another club thinking that, For what sure. are you doing there? Get out. Yeah. It's just a professional nature yeah, of it. Yeah, and showing yeah. the, the right amount of adherence to people that, you know, you respect and love. 
Um, but I also think that quote hits a little bit softer when you watch the whole interview and you hear the 15 positive things he says yeah, about sure, Melbourne as sure. well. Oh, I mean, um, it was a mount, it was a mountain out of molehill. Like it yeah. was it was a, a silly a silly Still interview. lessons to be learned. Yeah, for him, absolutely, one hundred percent. Silly yeah. interview. Like not sorry, it's the wrong thing. It was a great interview with a couple of lines that just could have waited a few weeks. Um, that you know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I, I'm sure as Storm Storm fans, they're they're quite upset. Um, but I think eventually, once they see him play and show how much it really does mean to the, him as a player, um, you know, we all make mistakes, man. We all make mistakes. We all grow from. So Cheese will bounce back bigger than ever. Uh, now Eels re-signed Junior Paulo, and it looks like now look, there's been no confirmation that they have this kind of uh, recruitment um, plan that they follow. So look, apologies if it's incorrect. But it seemed like they don't really extend or sign for longer than two years. Again, it, that's just looking at what the signings have been. I could be totally wrong. Did you get that same feeling as yeah, well? Yeah, and I, it doesn't really make sense to me at the yeah. same time. So, I'm so a it might bit, not be true. It yeah, might not be true. That's, yeah. But it just there was this sense that they weren't really going beyond the two years. Um, you know, you look at you look at Reed Marnie. They they really push the the. The reports were that it was that last year that mm-hmm. they kind of didn't want to give or, or whatever. Again, that's just reports. We got we don't know. But what is interesting is that Paulo's re-signed until 2026. Yeah. Great re-signing, in my opinion. Huge re-signing, yeah. Um, he's, he obviously is getting older, Junior Paulo, but the role that he's able to play in that side, a little bit of X factor that he brings with his you know subtle ball playing. Yep. Um, I think there's better front rowers. I don't think there's many better than Junior Paulo, and yeah. I think the the, the skill set he brings, not many other guys are able to. Yeah, bring. I, I think like he's probably the best ball playing front rower. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair shout. Yeah, um, I think it's really good that they've signed uh, Regan Campbell Gillard, 2025, Junior Paulo, 26. They've given themselves a staggered exit point if they want yep. that. Um, great, great get by the Eels. Really, really good. Really good. Um, doesn't seem like they broke the bank. I think it was more just they. It seems like it's the years things. Like even with the Gutho argument, uh, not argument, but the Gutho resigning. When there was issues there, that was all about the time. It wasn't mm. the price. Yeah. So and I understand why the years are doing it. If they are doing it, you, you, you got to be smart. Like signing blokes like five year deals. Like the um, the Roosters don't do that. The Storm don't really do that. No. Like, it's just, it never seems beneficial unless you, you're the Cowboys and you essentially got a premiership off it um, by being able to keep Tom Lolo at the club and you've got to go in final. They're exceptions, though. Yeah, exactly. Exceptions don't make the rules. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally respect and understand why the Eels won't want to, don't want to give out these five, six-year deals. It, it is just a, a dangerous way to go when there are teams like the Roosters and the Melbourne Storm and these sides around that guys will come for less money. But I, you know, the Eels have got to stand alone on their own and yep. back themselves in. Absolutely. And they, and they got him. They got yeah, exactly. And they might not be a premier club. They're, they're one tier down. Yep. They're not far off it. They're like, just one signing, I yep. reckon. One big get. Could you imagine if, you know, they got the cheese or something like that? Or, I mean, they already had Reed, but... I don't know, some, some you know, incredible... It, it is funny, and I've fallen victim to it 100%, but, like, I feel like we, and myself as well, you know, we go in on the Eels when there's 13 worst teams, yeah. worst structured yep. systems. And they took the, the Penrith Panthers to the death. Yep. Like, to, one play goes their way. One play. The trainer, you know, doesn't call... To, like, again, I'm not saying that they would have won. I don't want to discount or discredit Penrith's incredible grand final win. I'm just saying that... They were this close to being. They didn't deserve to lose. It was a close, close yeah. game. 
Uh, great re-signing from Eels. They've had a, a very up and down off-season. I could totally understand the Papa Lee one. They just couldn't afford him. He had this incredible year. There's no way they would have planned for him to have the year that he had. There's no way. So I can understand why they didn't have the cap space. Sucks they lost him. The Reed Marnie one is probably the big loss that I was really surprised. What, what did you think about the Reed Marnie one? Yeah, I, I think it is a big loss. I, I'll be honest with you, and Egg will have my face. 18 months ago, I didn't. I thought Reed would be solid. Mm. I didn't think he'd be this good. Mm. I thought he'd be a very sort of meat and potatoes hooker, but he is... He's a proper nine. Like yeah. He's a top-shelf guy. For them to lose him is a massive loss. It's um, surprising. It didn't... He seemed, do you know what I mean? It didn't seem like he was in this like superstar mentality, yep. shopping himself around. That's what's so surprising about it. It seemed like he wanted to stay. Again, I don't know. It, it, what do you what do you think that when the rubber hit the road? What do you think the issue was? Well, mate, I've had a lot of people tell me, and whether it's stupid or not, the Mon game, I don't know. That he grew up a Canterbury Bulldogs fan when he was a kid, and that he's he's always been passionate about the can. Like once again, really? I don't know if you read into that stuff, yeah. but. I almost think that it must have played a role. Yeah. It's strange for him to leave. It is strange for him to leave a club like Parramatta who are... They were reportedly lowballing him, um, as in, you know, offering less than his market value. Do you think that that maybe well, put him offside game, a bit? Mate. Yeah, I know, it's, it's the, a game. Gotta, I guess like, it's, it's really hard when you're a player, though. Yeah, and it's, it's easier livelihood. for me sitting yeah. here to say that, 100%. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, I think... Don't get me wrong, I think that... What are your thoughts on Hodgson to the Eels? Very 50-50, I think. Could be fantastic, could be terrible. Could be a shit fight, yeah. yeah. But it could be fantastic. I mean, it was only three years ago I had Hodgson playing as good footy as Cameron Smith. I think that injury in 2020 or 2019, mm. I'm not sure if he's come back the same guy since then. That's my worry. But I also think the Parramatta's got enough talent in their side that they don't need... An unbelievable hooker. Mm. They, they can get by with a solid hooker like Josh Hodgson. I think he'll do a good job. But, yeah, I would I rather read Marnie? 100%. Mm. And that's with yeah, all due respect yeah. to Josh you know, Hodgson. Peak Josh Hodgson, you know, it's a, it's a toss-up between the two. What's really interesting uh, is how you say, you know, I had him, um, you know, playing as good as Cameron Smith. And, like, just to imagine, Cameron Smith did that. For 20 years. For 20 fucking years. He, he, didn't, he didn't have a couple good years. He did that year on, year out, all the way to the last year where he won Dallium Hooker of the Year and won a premiership. He played finals every year. He played Origin every year. He never had a hooker on the bench. Fuck. I yeah, 80 minutes every week. The further I get away from his career, the more I'm just like... Arguably, he got better as he got older. Yeah. Like, tell me, tell me where you can find a season that was... Just so clearly better than his last season. No, it might have been better, but so clearly, like the, his last season was fantastic. Mate, his last game, Melbourne do not win that premiership. No, he's not playing that. No, night. absolutely Penrith are back-to-back premiers right yeah. now. If Cameron Smith doesn't play, absolutely. That it's uh, the further I get away from his career, the further I'm just like. It, it goes from if Cameron Smith doesn't play in the 2020 Grand Final, Penrith are back-to-back premiers. Yeah. If he plays on in 2021 with Melbourne. I think Melbourne probably win that game against Penrith in the And that's no disrespect. That's no disrespect to Penrith in any way, shape or form. It's just more how incredible Smith is. Just how incredible Smith is. Mm. Has he got the best running game ever? No. Got the greatest kicking game ever? No. Has he got is he just the smartest guy on the field? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, yeah, next year, um, I'll have a three-hour show every Thursday with me and Smithy. Three hours of footy chat. We'll have interviews with the biggest guest. We'll be doing, you know, Deep dives into tactical plays. It is going to be sick. Every Thursday, three-hour show with Cameron Smith. I can't believe that shit. 
I can't believe it. It's so fucking sick. So stoked. Um, I'm mildly jealous. We'll <laughs> see. Um, now, uh, is there anything else that has happened over the last few weeks? I'm trying to think. Um, not really. I was obviously, Corey Norman retires. Uh, massive congratulations on a 220 game, uh, 222 games, I think, 222 or 228. Uh, you know, yeah, struggled a little bit down in the Dragons, but played some really good footy. Played Origin. Just another reminder, everyone at home, playing one game of first grade is incredibly tough. impressive. Yeah. Playing 100 is unbelievable. Yeah. 200? Yeah. It's, yeah. You don't get lucky and play 200 games no. of first grade. Congratulations to brother Normie. Uh, enjoy retirement. Uh, now I want to the cricket, mate. Uh, looking like Australia's about to go 2-0 two, two up. Uh, Need six wickets today, but obviously by the time you hear this, I'll assume they would have already started. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Australia over the last few days? Cricket. Yeah, it's been unreal to see how poorly England's gone, to be perfectly honest with you. I've definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I found this whole situation with the captaincy very interesting. Mm. Now Steve Smith's back as captain. I, I, I know it's a one-off, but I've, I've found that very interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I probably lost a little bit of interest in cricket over the last few years, but this Ashes series and probably listening to the Hello Sport boys has definitely mm. got me more yeah. into it again. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's great to see Australia belting England in. Mate. Scissors, paper, rock, cricket, whatever the hell it might be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It. Absolutely. No, I mean, uh, I thought the green, the bowler, is it green? Yeah. Relatively young. I think he's been really good. Mm. Unsung, kind of taking a fair amount of wickets. Again, I don't know barely anything about cricket. Very casual watcher. Very casual watcher. Um, but it's just great to see Australia. Now, I don't know whether it's because we're playing England, but we look like we're, you know, stepping towards our glory years. Again, I... I don't know much about cricket. All I know is is that we used to be really fucking good at it. Then there's been a few years where we haven't been as good, and it, f- it feels like that we're stepping back to it. I could be totally wrong. Is that is that a I fair statement? I definitely agree with that, especially because we, you know, retained the Ashes in England two years ago for the first time since 2001. Yeah. So that was a big stepping stone, and now like like we are just thrashing them. them. We are yeah. thrashing them. Like it probably it's probably five nil if it doesn't rain. Well, I don't follow it as closely as most but surely we're still nowhere near where we were in the early 2000s oh god no no but yeah, like yeah. Good, right? but that's like that's like the queensland like it'll never team. get better than that yeah that's, that's like the queensland eight in a row team. Yeah. yeah okay okay yeah um no nah, it's good to see good to see um and when they when, when the it's i love watching it when they they need runs like when england need runs or whatever and they just start it just yeah when there's something beautiful about the build-up to waiting for that wicket, waiting for that wicket, and then it's just the release. You get, oh, it's fucking sick to watch. I love um, watching Nathan Lyon too. I know. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, Joseph Parker beats Chase Sora on the weekend. You watch much boxing? Not really? Not a heap, to be honest with you. I, I always listen to your uh, um, interviews and stuff. I'll, I'll keep an eye on this on this Gallum fight. I think the lead up to that's been really interesting. But yep. uh, no, not huge on – I won't pretend like I'm huge on the boxing. Yep. Um, so this Wednesday – so this this Tuesday, you've got Maloney versus Saladar on um, – you know, you can grab that on KO or main event. But then Wednesday – we have the great fight night. We've got Paul Gallon, Darcy Lussick. Uh, then we've got Harry Garside's pro debut. He's, he won the first medal for Aussie boxing in 30-plus years. Then we've got Chris Heinington versus Joey Leilua. There's been a bit of banter back and forth, which is good. Uh, Justin Hodges versus Nathan Ross. Freddie Lussick versus Talon May. Wednesday, make sure to grab it. No limit. You know, the night before, they're putting on 
Um, real good, pure Aussie boxing. So no limit put on all the Tim Zoo boxing cards as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to support Aussie boxing, they're the best guys to support. Um, anything else going on for you? No, I was just going to say, I, I listened to your pos- podcast with um, Garside. Yeah. Champion fella. Yeah, interesting bloke, eh? Seems like a legend. Interesting yeah. bloke. Can throw him too. So going to be very interesting. Also, congratulations to Liam Paro. He won last uh, yesterday. I actually watched that fight. Um, I think that's it. And we will, uh, yeah, we will see you. Oh, we didn't do the stores in Spotlight. I'll do that in the, uh, in the intro. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure to follow the Rugby League Guru at Rugby League Guru on Facebook and Instagram. Yep, and everywhere. you've also got a podcast as well. Yeah, Rugby League Guru podcast. So come over and have a listen. Sweet. And you probably see Guru next week anyway. Um, but as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you.